And we pull up to Papo Street, and I just fucking light it up, dude. I put the bike sideways across the fucking intersection, oh, all the way across. Yeah. We get to the house, like, real around the corner. He's like, you're going to fucking drop that thing one day. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was crazy sideways. Welcome back to another episode of The Garage Life, where it's beers, gears, and cheers. For this episode, the homie Anthony from Aponte's V-Twin Service dropped by the studio for a second time, and this time he brought a guest with him. He brought his old man with him. He brought the pops with him. So I had a father-son duo up in here. It was a good time. I understand why Anthony is so OCD in the way that he works now. It makes total sense uh, with, with his dad and his ways. And, uh, you know, get into Anthony's hot rod background, his experience, shops that he's worked at, some culture stuff and dad dad wanted to find out why baggers are so hot right now dad remembers when they were called grandpa bikes so we dive into that a little bit it's a good time it's a fun time here in the garage uh so let's dive into this one here we go only through like like connecting the phone through like your TV, like Chromecasting is what they call it. Yeah, or, yeah on, only that way, but oh, no app or anything like that. Yeah. Instagram's to... just an app. Yeah, it's exactly. Just a, it's a social media. Yeah, app. yeah. So that's why I've, well, you don't know the history, but I started at Instagram with just like going live there. Oh yeah. And then it. Like that's that's what the phone is right now. Yeah, that's it's what we're live, doing right now. We're live, live on live story. Exactly. It's a live feed. Are you on Instagram, boss? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to get your Instagram. Then. Yeah, I'm on yeah. Instagram. I just started not too long ago because you're the one that hooked me up with that. Okay, yeah. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't really understand it. It's a, it's a whole thing, dude. It's people, whole... people use it for different stuff. Like yeah. I use it just to share pictures of work and stuff. Exactly. Some people use it for all their family stuff. Some people use it for. It's okay. <laughs> let me give you. I'll give you an example. Like I am, I am the stupid example of I use it for multiple things. I have three accounts. That sounds really stupid, oh, right? Oh, really? Three? And the reason is, is because I use it for different stuff. So, like, I have one that's very private. It's just for friends and family, and I only let certain people kind of into that world. Okay. And then I have one where it's this, and I'm broadcasting, and I'm talking motorcycle stuff, and so I only want, you know, those fans, those followers, I only let into that, or I not only let into that world, but that's for that. That. And then, like, I have a motorcycle, the one that's outside. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, show my trips and I want to show the, the stuff that I do to my bike and cool pictures of my bike. And so I have one that's because my fam- my friends and family don't want to see my bike. They don't really care too much, you know. <laughs> and then the people that follow this are more interested in hearing about, you know, talking to Anthony and the people that I have on here than just seeing my stupid bike, you know. So oh. like what he's saying, it's just kind of you use it for so many different stupid things, you know. So okay. I know that's. That's that right now. Oh, are you watching it on there right now? Oh, you're watching it right now? Yeah. Yeah, See, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. Oh, this has already gone by, though. Yeah, there's a delay, for sure. So now I'm showing it to you now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we're live, watching us be live on live. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's a whole nother thing. But, you know, if you just use it for like your personal stuff, it's really good to use it like that. When you start dipping into probably what like your son's using it for, what I'm using it for, and it's a whole nother ball game. Just enjoy it. That's all, <laughs> that's yeah, all you got to do. I always mess up on Facebook because I was always sharing stuff. 
He would he would see like the feed, the main feed, and think people were sending him shit. And he's like, Why are all these people sending me all this random shit? I'm like, No, that's like everybody's posts that you're seeing. Uh, yeah. So then he would share other people's shit to his thing. I'm like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I didn't know That's what I was funny. Doing. So now I don't share nothing. I get it. I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Shit, I'd be a little apprehensive. Like myself. someone else's like family at Disneyland, he shares it. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck are these people? That's fucking awesome. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand. Well, it. welcome to the social media and world. Then I'm not even. Don't even go near Twitter or whatever yeah, that other I, thing is. I myself am not. I. I that, that's too. I feel like I'll get myself in more trouble probably being there than than somewhere else. I think you know? so. Yeah. 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 We're I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Twitter tweeter guy or anything <laughs> of that sort. This is my sanctuary. This is my kind of get down, you know. This is oh, my this lifestyle. Is cool. Yeah, this is this is where I was kind of you know, not in this garage specifically, but I mean, just in this environment, you mm-hmm. know, like how long have you been doing this? The like what this podcasting uh-huh. or like this, uh, or, or just in like this, like, Oh man, diapers, I guess you could say I've been around cars and motorcycles and stuff. Okay. So like Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like him and I probably just like, we just vibe, you know, we are, we're on the same level of shit. We just, you know, my old man, uh, was, uh, body work, you know, and that was his one. He did it as a hobby to begin with, mm-hmm. um, just as a youngster. And then it became a career where it was, you know, that's what was paying oh, yeah. the bills and stuff. So oh. it, it just, it turned into owning a shop and all that type wow. of stuff. And so it, I was working with him. And so naturally just, I was around it, you know? And, right. and so for me, it's just been something. Mine was just a hobby. Well, yeah. It just started off as, it was all self-taught type of stuff. I mean, Anthony knows a hundred times more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you dived in, Anthony, then hard then, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. went like From a full, young, really young age. Yeah, I, 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 I probably would say this. It sounds like the same. I, ex, mm-hmm. I probably um, went past my dad's level of mm-hmm. stuff because of me diving into it just mm-hmm. as much. Sounds like as you kind of have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as a kid, I mean, from honestly, from day one, literally from day one, I have just been into cars or anything with a motor like just in general i mean my one of my first words was what dad was was it it (laughs) no it was like literally it was like corvette Corvette. oh really no shit it was corvette i had a i I had a few corvettes in the past oh damn dad you got a nice sounds like you've had a nice little history of some cars i'm gonna dive into some of this shit (laughs) out the jump that corvette yeah it was like literally one of my first words and then (laughs) You know, he would always, you know, my uncles and stuff would come over and he, he was the one that everyone brought their shit to, to, to work on. Okay. Because no one else knew how to do it. So I just remember as a kid, like I would want to go out there in the garage, you know, and he wouldn't want me out there and shit. So he always tell my mom to <laughs> get him back in the house. I don't want him out here. And, <laughs> and then finally, as I grew up, I made my way out there. <laughs> you got to weasel your way in there. And I think it started with the Hot Wheel cars. Yeah. Because I would what, always be buying them Hot Wheel cars. Fuck, that's so, like, it's funny you say that because I got the, I got two small kids inside now. I got a, I got three kids, 15-year-old mm-hmm. and then a two-year-old and a 
11 month old uh -huh. and I just yeah I know it started over yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> um the uh the I was just thinking like last week I'm like God, I need to go buy him some Hot Wheels I got I, yeah. and because I have them in the garage and stuff but I'm taking yeah. dad's advice it I sounds wish, like it worked well <laughs> I wish we would have had all the Hot Wheel cars that I bought him yeah I took them all apart uh, <laughs> took all the you should have known apart. it was that, that's where it was starting right that's yeah. where that's where it was starting I mean that's what it did. literally like everything I got I took apart Mm -hmm. Everything, I so, took it apart and then I would put it back together. That's the so, some. My mind, my mind thinks that way too. I like yeah. to de-engineer basically mm -hmm. something and see, okay, how did it work? And yeah. then obviously the goal is to be able to put it back together. Well, that's what I would and tell maybe him, better. Yeah. You know, how how you're gonna take it apart? Just you're gonna just flip it, reverse it. Yeah, is how you're gonna put it back together. Yeah, so just remember, just remember that. Remember where all those little pieces go, and all I mean, those nuts and bolts. It, it got to the point where it was. It started with toys, and then it started with my skateboards. You know, I would literally like take my skateboard completely apart, the trucks apart, you know, the freaking bearings out of the wheels. I'd clean everything and then I'd put it back together. And then it went to BMX bikes. Like oh, I used to BMX. race BMX. I would literally take my whole bike apart, regrease all the bearings and oh, yeah. clean everything and put the whole bike back together. I used to have a GT Speed Series box series, the oh. all aluminum one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, it, it went from that. And then even around that time, I had gotten into mini bikes. Like Bridge and Stratton mini bikes, and Fuck yeah. <laughs> me and a, a dude I grew up with, um, we used to tear the motors apart, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like his dad had like a full blown machine shop in their garage, so we used to take his dad's oh. belt sander and take the heads and just sand them down. <laughs> like on the and dude, we were like twelve years old, literally. I bought a book, I bought a book, or how I, I acquired a book somehow mm -hmm. on how to put the motors back together because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yep, I took all the motors apart. The only thing that I didn't do was I wasn't able to, I never knew how the valves came out of those motors. Okay. Well, but I was able to pull the crank out, the cam out, time everything, put it back together, the piston, the piston rods, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, like, like I said, we would shave the heads down. We used to remember split, remember split fire spark plugs. Yes. We we think you know we put those in the little motors, and then my buddy Mike he used to be an RC car, so he had like gas powered cars. So he had that nitro gas for the cars. Oh So we'd shit. go and put ninety it was ninety two or ninety three octane back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we would, we would put RC car gas in the gasoline, thinking that it's gonna boost us more. You know, like. <laughs> And we used to we used to go all around with those things to the point where you know he got to the point where he used to have to freaking lock the thing up, and you know we had the cops freaking telling us that if we get caught again they're gonna take them from us. Yeah. Like it, it sounds about right. Like anybody, everybody, everybody that I talk to that I that I usually become friends with because we you know you become friends with like minded individuals mm -hmm. you know you gravitate towards them. Mm -hmm. the, the the common theme amongst all of us seems yeah. to be exactly that. Very yeah. young age, mm -hmm. little mini bikes, BMXing, you know, that that is just kind of the, I don't know, the road, the paved road to kind of this, this kind of mentality, this lifestyle, you know, yeah. it's when you grow up in it, you know, yeah. is when it'll really, like in your case, become, when you grow up in it and you do it regularly and you, I guess you have the obsession, obsessive kind of, you know, thing with it, it becomes yeah. a career, becomes a job. Well, you know, I'll tell you point. one thing that'll throw you for a loop. And he'll, he'll vouch for it. <laughs> so I never wanted to do this for a living. No? No. 
I never wanted to work with really, Christ. I really didn't want him to do it. I really wanted him to have a clean job. Like a like a white like a reg, like an yeah, office, office job? Well, no. job or... Dude, I wanted to be a veterinarian as a kid. Really? Yeah. I, I animal, to be, animal guy then. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a veterinarian. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Hmm. And I never pursued it, never even thought about it. And I just took with what I was interested in, it just kind of it just took off over the years. I mean, yeah. we're talking I started professionally working in shops when I was 17 years old in a hot rod shop and from then on you know that's all i did was was cars for 20 something years and then i just got tired of doing cars because it was when we moved into that house i was doing cars there on my own and i just got tired of the the fucking people just being cheap as fuck and this is before it's like blown up <laughs> to what it's what it is now like the hot rod industry now is not what it was then like it took people that had some money to be able to build a car. It didn't cost as much to as build a much. car. Yeah, project cars weren't anywhere near what they are now. Yeah, like I couldn't even build a car myself these days because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, to f- even find a project car yeah. that's even worth buying. You're right. I did. I remember back because uh, for a, a period of time, uh, family family had a, a shop. You know, we had a, a, a body shop. Mm-hmm. And majority of our shit was insurance work, and that's what really kept you know the bills and the lights on. But they were cheap as fuck. They didn't want to pay shit. They and they wanted it like this. They yeah. wanted it fast, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we would get the the you know I would like to work on the long term projects, the mm. full paints, the Novas, the Mustangs. I'd like to work on that shit. So that's what I would kind of take on. But I would recognize back then that mm. even then the fucking prices of shit started to go up and up. But it was reasonable mm. back then. Yeah. And now you're right. I look at some of this shit, but. I mean, it's because of guys you look at, like, look at Kandigit Design and the mm-hmm. fucking, look at oh, these levels Kandigit of fucking design, builds yeah. and well, shit, you know, dude. What, what fucked everything up with the car industry, and it's done it, I don't think it's really affected the bike thing very much, but the car thing is all the dumb shows. There's all the shows that they came out with where, where <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, the beginning shows where everybody got the wrong vibe thinking, well, it only takes seven days to build a whole fucking car. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. It takes it takes more than seven days to figure out what the fuck you're going to do with the car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely fantasized the uh, the car uh, experience, you oh, know? Yeah. 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 Like, all these people that wanted to build cars went to shops and said, well, you can, why can't you do it in seven days? They did. Yeah. Well, dude, no, they didn't. Yeah. They have a fucking crew of people that have everything at their disposal. And everyone that I ever talked to that had a car done by those shows said it was a fucking nightmare. I'm sure it was. I actually uh, like overhauling, right? Yeah. I think that was like one of the shows. Yeah, they had it was like problems seven days. Um, a buddy of mine, his name is Martin, and gosh, Gold Gold Coast Upholstery. It's here in Ventura. Mm-hmm. And he was actually an upholster on one of those episodes. I don't even remember what it was. And mm-hmm. he said it was a convertible of all fucking things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, that was a fucking nightmare. nightmare it huh? was a pain in the ass. Yep. It paid nothing. It wasn't worth it. I got no exposure out of it. I got shit out of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was just, they got everything out of it. Other, you know, they got the, 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 the audience, they yeah. got the viewership, the ratings, the money, the advertising, all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And the guys that actually built the thing got nothing except yeah. for the dudes at the top yeah. boost and all these other yeah. dudes, man. But you're right. They definitely fantasize that shit. I think, you know, on the motorcycle level, I grew up, you're around the same age that I was, mm-hmm. that I, that I am, that I was, mm-hmm. that I am. And two thousands, that was kind of like the orange County choppers yeah. Chopper, and that yeah. type of shit. You know, yeah. that, that was also that that was the fantasy Indian larry yeah indian larry was a bad motherfucker that was <laughs> that, i mean that was a real you know culture rooted fucking living old school yeah, type of dude and went was. and went out doing what he 
love to fucking do. Yeah. Sucks that it happened, but I mean, yeah. went out doing what the fuck he loved to do, you know? But the same thing for the motorcycle stuff, what you're saying for the car stuff is done. I see it. You know, mm. you're absolutely right. They fantasize the stuff and yeah. they made you think, oh, I can just easily, it's not that hard to build this bike. Couple bolts, couple this, put it together. <laughs> uh, until people start diving into it, it's a mm. whole nother ball game and shit. Yeah. You know? yeah, that industry, the hot rod industry has changed dramatically. I mean, so has the bike industry. Well, you, you, you got to a point where you, you didn't want to be under, underneath cars anymore. I just I got burnt out, dude. I I I did this for so long. Like yeah. my first car was a '67 <clears throat> Chevelle, and I started on that car when I was 15 and a half, and uh, you know that's kind of what did it for me. And, and and I was already kind of doing some stuff. Like some neighbors had some cars. I was helping them out when I was like from the age 12 to 15 and a half. So I was doing little things with them and little stuff on. He had a Corvette, you know, and. Uh, what year Corvettes did you have? It was a shitty year. <laughs> yeah, 75, Six. 76. Yeah. It was a 76 when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and, not uh, not the greatest of years. No, yeah, but not. he had some better ones. He had a, he had a, a, a 90, <coughs> 98 C5 convertible. Then he oh, had, nice. Then that, he, that was a nice car. Then he got a, the new C7. It was a 2014, but that was after his accident and stuff. There was some stuff going on, so he had to end up parting with that one. But yeah, but you remember you came out. You tore into that whole front. Oh, it had like f- had like 500 miles on it. The the C7, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I bought this Z06 grill." Because, oh my god! Because the regular the non Z06s, because his was a, a Z51 convertible, but mm-hmm. it still had like this like it looked like braces in the grill, like, a, yeah. like braces on your teeth. Oh yeah. my goodness! So he bought the Z06 grill that had a little more aggressive look, but it literally you had to take the whole front bumper fascia off. Just to get to just the, to get yeah. to the grill, so just to get to that grill. We're I'm under there. I'm taking all the hardware out, and I'm popped a couple clips and stuff, and it's almost out, and I can't pop the ones around the headlight. And he's like, "Let's stop! Let's stop!" Let's stop. Let's stop. I'm like, "Dude, we're already here." It's like, "No, no, no! We're good. We're good." The car has 500 miles on it. I almost gave, I almost gave up. Yeah. Did you? You got him off? Oh, I, I was able to pop it loose. Because he had to drive from here to Vegas. Yeah. To help me. And then it was like 110 some degrees outside. Yeah, I, I don't think you're sending him home without the job being complete at that point, man. We're getting this shit done at that point. We have all this blankets on the floor. Cause I I'd be a little stressed out, though, too. I get it. Brand new, 500 damn miles on the thing, like taking eight, off the 80, whole bumper. dollars Corvette. Yeah. And they're even more now, aren't they? What are yeah. they brand new? This my, yeah. uh, uh, my And that was a lot for that car. He actually, and he got that car discounted back then. Yeah, I got it. I got it from. Uh, Do you still have it? No, no. no. So did sell it? You, I heard it. We, we traded it into I the, gotcha. to Paradise out here for his. He has a Yukon now. Okay. Yukon. See, I was going to Ohio because um, I was going to visit my family. Was that the? Yeah, I was going to Ohio to visit. Well, no, you had already gone to Ohio, and everything had already happened. And when you were going through everything, I had I had the Corvette he, at the he, house. He had the oh. Corvette. But and I then, was planning to move to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Oh, a Corvette was going to go plow no. through that no, snow. No, no, that's not the best. Yeah, so yeah, the streets he are horrible. arranged it while I was still in the hospital. Yeah. Um, after the accident, I had a real bad accident. Damn. And... Um, was able to trade it off for the Yukon. Well, I, well that's what I was going to ask. Is it, did it did it retain value? Did it hold value yeah, or anything? Yeah, no, no. I mean, it really. lost value, but you're trading lost. it in. Well, yeah. I, I because my my 
uncle uh-huh. by marriage, I guess he married my aunt. But anyways, he bought a one of the new ones, a Stingray. Yeah. Oh, that blue one, fucking nice car, man. Yeah. You know, the mid engine one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he, I. Th- I want to say that he did order it, or I don't know. He got it, like, straight from the factory or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But he was able to turn around and sell it in, like, two, three months to, like, Carmack for, like, 110. Oh, he made money. Well, yeah, he made yeah. money he on it. Yeah. But, yeah. but for a bit there, uh, I think earlier this year, I think was the, the high peak of used cars and stuff. So people were paying <clears> a lot for cars. I talked to a used guy uh, car that, uh, on Friday. We had a little thing over here. And one of the guys that was there is used in used cars. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that it's like, it's on uh, the it's, back end of it It's now. died down now. Yeah. yeah, they're not. I'm so glad I waited, dude. I had like... My wife and I were with the kids. We were looking at minivans, practicality, and we almost we almost did it. We actually committed. We're like, okay, we'll take it. We had to wait for the fucking car to come like in, mm-hmm. and we were like, we signed paperwork, and they're like, you just got to come and take it when it gets here, and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And we're like, by the time it came in, it was like three months later, and we're like, I, I was like, my wife was still wanted that damn thing, but I was like, you know what? I don't think this is the best play for us right now. I got over the the buyers like you slept on it. I slept on it for a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was able to give you like three days. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad, man. I'm I'm glad it all worked out that way. You know, it definitely is. that shit was peaking, boy. It was getting fucking crazy. Yeah, but, we were we were kind of going back and forth on what they were offering for the the car. Yeah. And um, I had already made up my mind that I was going to move to Ohio. Um, yeah, so you need something to my work. Family work through the lives through the there. Snow. And I need something to go through the snow. Be yeah. practical. And at that practical. time, I mean, at that time, I mean, the, the car really was never. The car was already, fuck. It was, I forgot how many. It was a couple years old already, and it only had like two thousand <clears> miles on it. Yeah, like, I yeah. never drove it. I never drove it yeah. at all. So like, it wasn't Vegas. That was that was two thousand miles of yeah. pulling it out of the garage, <laughs> and putting it back in the garage. <laughs> putting it back in Jeez, the garage. That's a- that's a lot of back and forth man. <laughs> every day pulling it out look at my corvette all right let me put it back in <laughs> well because you, you know it's just how he's always been and, and and you know a lot of that's you know it's ocd that's rubbed off on me that you get something that's new and nice and it's like you know the first time you take it out and fucking rock chips it it's like it's just like yeah. devastating in our minds yeah you know, some people oh, whatever you know but to us it's like the end of the world that's that's one thing we are we're very o- OCD. OCD. Yeah. I, well, I've been over I, the first podcast we did, Dad, was over at your place, yeah. and so I've been to a couple of times just yeah. to do that, and then came to visit. Went and picked up this tent, and so I've seen the meticulousness and everything <laughs> of the work area. I recognize it. You know, I got clutter in here because I don't have space. I like. I. Oh, that's why I wanted to get that that canopy from mm-hmm. you. I was going to move all these shelves. And this shit out and underneath that yeah. and then just really make this like Open cabinets on the yeah. wall you know like you have you have the storage cabinets for all of my mm-hmm. my fluids and shit but you have it i've, I've noticed <laughs> that the ocd or the meticulousness of yeah. you got and that's so how it I, was with the shop too. So i can imagine then now now with that being said that whole corvette scenario with the bumper and you guys being the way that you are i can only imagine what that was felt like yeah <laughs> We were using the blue tape. Oh, oh! I don't blame you though. I don't blame you. But that's the right way to do it. Also, you know, yeah. if you're gonna do that, there's yeah. there's a right there's a right way, a wrong way, a perfect way. There's different ways. You know, if you're gonna be away, I, I guess be that way. You yeah. know, about your work. And you have to. I mean, you got some of these customers that you know they've spent a lot of money on these motorcycles. Yep. And uh, you got to be very careful. 
you know, dropping a wrench. Yeah, um, yep. Just going sideways with a screwdriver or something. I mean, I freaked out. I was backing out. I had a roguelite. Was it their grave roguelite that I bought from Vic? Mm-hmm. Bumped something? And I bumped uh, the, the, the lift. And I scratched the front fender. Oh. I had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get rid of the bike. <laughs> we, ended, we ended up taking it to see me Harley, and they sold it for me. No shit. <laughs> but I wish, I wish I'd have kept it. That was a nice bike. Well, it seems like it's in the family. You guys just So it sounds like you were like that. You, you kind of grew up looking at that and yeah. watching that then. So it makes sense, you know. And yeah. I, now, now it even makes a little bit more sense. Why get him out of the garage? Because everything's all clean and shit in here. And, well, it was between know? it was between that and then, you know, growing up in the hot rod world. I mean, I worked for at the time. It was one of the you know pretty known shop. In, Where in were you working? It was this guy. His name's Fred Montesanto. He uh, he owned a shop called just called the Hot Rod Shop, not the Rod Shop. <clears throat> I, I worked for the Rod Shop too. But, I, uh, I know both of them. I'm familiar oh, with okay. both of them. Yeah, I know yeah. I know of the shops, yes. So, I mean, being around the cars that I was around back then, I mean, we're ta- we were talking about, you know, very high-dollar cars back then. Very high-dollar. And we did everything in-house. We did, you know, paint, bodywork, all the metal fabrication. I mean, er- everything, interior, everything was done in-house by, were, by just him and I. What was your main focus? Metal work or I what? I did everything except for um, – I just don't – I can do body and paint work. I, I don't have – a whole bunch of experience i've done things i don't call myself a, a body and paint guy at all um and same thing with interior stuff mm-hmm. fabrication. But, but fabrication um you know i did a lot of rust repair so panel okay. replacements and stuff rockers quarter panels floors pretty much the entire car shaving stuff uh wiring air conditioning installs a lot of suspension stuff air suspension um you know final assembly work um, a lot of fit and finish shit. So like before a car would even get body and paint painted, yep. then, you know, let's say, you know, the way we did things is, you know, like you should do with any build like that is that we would, we would basically mock the whole car up. You know, you want to go, you want to be a zillion steps ahead because you don't want to have to be drilling or cutting or doing anything like that after it's painted. Yep. <laughs> so any kind of hole or modification that you need to do, do it prior plan ahead. So like, let's just say like, a taillight bezel didn't fit right on the back of a car you know like the gaps were we were really very meticulous on how gaps were door gaps how everything fit it was like had to be perfect yeah so if you had to cut splice weld, do whatever you have to do we had to do it and fit you know a piece of trim or a grill or, or a taillight bezel or whatever it needs to be it needs to fit perfect and metal and then after it's done yeah you know same thing with alignment like on uh doors and hoods and stuff you know we got to the point where okay hey the gaps are right with the fender to the the door to the fender and then the the door to the quarter panel and then make sure that the gap <coughs> you know to the rocker is good and everything make sure all your gaps are bitching and then what we would do is we would drill a little eighth inch hole through the actual door hinge into the to the bottom of the a pillar mm-hmm. and then at the, at the other bottom of the hinge so we would take like an eighth inch drill bit and we would just line them in oh, so sure. when we put the with the parts back on you just line your little holes up and then if you had to shim stuff, you would just remember where those shims went, label a bag. And then same thing, if you were able to drill a hole, whether it be on the front of the cal, like on like an A-body, like a Chevelle or something like that, you have a bolt on the firewall, a bolt up here, a bolt in the door jam, and you have either one to two on the bottom of the fender on those cars. So, 
you know, wherever you can put a place to reference where yep. your adjustment is, it's it's just more efficient when you're putting the car back together. Yeah, you know, I I want to make a point to every to what you're saying mm-hmm. is you'll relate to this. I know you get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook a lot, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, um, and hearing the detail and the, the level of work and the, the techniques and the mm-hmm. style and the fit and finish and everything that goes into a caliper of a shop like that, mm-hmm. that's important. That's, that's your mark. That's their product going out the door. Yeah. And so some people don't always relate that stuff. You give them a price mm-hmm. and you're, and they're like, oh, what? I don't understand. Well, my right. work my work is different mm-hmm. than that work. You're mm-hmm. going to probably get the same job done or you're going to get the same vision accomplished, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have the same quality, the quality. and mm-hmm. craftsmanship and longevity of, of what I do. I yeah. always say it's a, the attention to details. Mm-hmm. The, the details is, is what, what, yeah. count, what counts. Uh, I, and there, Anthony's really taken that to heart. There's, there's things, dude... <laughs> I have to tell myself to stop sometimes because <laughs> like all like just the other day, my buddy Cody's bike, I put those lights, um, those fillers lights in the back. I and saw stuff. that. So I ran all the wiring and I had to wire up the license plate light and I made like a little plug and play connector. So anything that can be like plug and play like factory, I hate like I'm not into like butt splicing things with mm-hmm. red and blue butt splices or weird shit like that. Like I have like regular little like two, three pin, four pin connectors, just like regular white male and female ones. Or I have like the new 14 and later like CAN bus stuff. Okay. I have all the ones from that company, NOMS or NAMES or whatever the hell it's called. Yep. So I can make my own little things, you know. And I have all the different colors of wire too. So I'll like, I'll make up my own shit because I like things to be plug and play and and look nice, you know, and and be, I think like, okay, if the next person has to work on this, like right. I don't want them to have to go and cut my shit apart. Yep. Like they can literally unplug it. Yeah. Unplug the taillight harness and take the fender off the bike. Yep. They don't have to cut shit apart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I tore into the FXR because oh. it had been done fucking years ago. Bad. I had to literally <laughs> cut the whole wiring harness. It was bad. <laughs> to take everything from the bike, you know? So when I put yeah. it back together, I bought the Deutsch connectors, the male and female, and I repinned everything, so now the main harness coming out of the bike will now plug into the harness that goes up to the handlebars. Yeah, the way and, it's supposed to be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and it really doesn't take that long as long as you have the crimper and you know what the fuck you're doing. Like it's, it's really not that hard. But I know wiring scares the shit out of a lot of people. It does. Um, my advice for wiring is before you take anything apart, you know, Dad, you, you don't grew, take it apart. Yeah, before you take anything <laughs> apart, don't take it apart. Before you cut it, don't cut it is the rule to wiring. Label it. La- okay, so see, yeah. da- I was just about to because say. Because back then when I was doing it. Yeah. We didn't have a camera phone. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. I was just I was just about to ask or just yeah. kind of say that is I I have I find myself still doing that. Mm-hmm. I almost I have the 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 safety and then I also have the extra safety mm-hmm. net for me because I was taught what dad just yeah. said, label your shit. I do the same shit. And then I still yeah. take a picture of it. I'm take like, okay, I, I, old school old school never failed for all those years that it mm. worked, right? It worked. But I still got modern to have my backup for it. Yeah, So exactly. it's 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 doing those type of things that are going to save your ass later down the yeah. road. And I mean, they also, you know, I have, a, I don't have all of them, but I have a couple assembly manuals or, you know, service manuals for bikes that, you know, not older shit, but, you know, 
if I need to go and reference something, there should really be, unless some dipshit went in there that didn't know what they were doing on like a bike like yours or yeah. a, new, a newer bike, like yeah. then, you know, it's understandable. You know, you go back into the, they have all the schematics. You can trace out what's what and what went where, but yep. you, you know, hopefully you don't have to run into that, but it does happen. It's, it's, <laughs> it's more, it's um, when you, when you break it down, I guess when you get, uh, your your I would definitely say that your skill level is higher than mine, but when you get to a certain level, mm-hmm. it does become like you're wow, that's pretty simple. You know, once you once you understand, you're like it's actually it's not a Dude. lot to it, but like I understand like when you look at it, you're like yeah. fuck, that's so much. Look at all the wires that are in this bitch. But then well, when that's you the look way at I it, feel now, <laughs> knows so I much. literally <laughs> for years I had this one problem. <laughs> So when I worked for my old boss, Fred, at the hot rod shop, right, he is like a freaking wizard when it comes to electrical anything. Like, the dude's a talented dude. And so I'd always ask him, like, pointers on how to do something. Like, he just knows this shit in his head. I don't even know how he did it. <laughs> so, you know, we were, ver- you know, really big into air suspension. So wiring up compressors and, you know, okay. valves and all that shit. Like, you know, with the compressors, we, we would run, you know, a 30-amp relay. Or whatever we were doing. You know, relays are an awesome little part that you can do a lot with you can run a relay off of grounds you can do it electric or you know with with hot power like it's just they can work in a lot of different ways if you can think it up yep so basically a switch it's a fucking electric switch it's electric it's an on off switch when you yeah yeah. (laughs) so like when you know i would i would be doing my own air suspension shit i always have to ask fred hey fred how do you wire the relay? <laughs> and I did this for years, years, because I could not understand it in my head. Now it's like second nature to me. Like I yep. look at it and I'm like, I don't know how I needed to ask this all the time. Like yeah. it's fucking simple. Yeah. I have, I don't, and I, I don't do it enough, but when I do wire up a relay, I have, I do have to do exactly what you said. I got to refer to it. I got to think, I got to maybe pull up a real quick Insta, Google, Google image. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fucking right. That's like that's literally, exactly if you're looking at the relay, like a four pole relay. Don't worry about five. So four pole. You got eighty seven and thirty. Those are your in, your in and out. Okay. Yep. So that's your main battery leads going in and out. Then you have eighty six and eighty five. Either of those can be used the any way. You can ground eighty six or you can ground eighty five. One of them needs to be grounded if you're going to do it like a you know like a pressure switch or for a relay or whatever you're doing it for. And then you can do the other one needs to be key hot. So you're going to do it to a key hot source. Yep. You know, back in the day when people were starting to do like mini trucks and stuff, there was a, I don't know why they did this, but so many people were running their relays on constant power. So I think they were jumping the 85 or 86 over to the main battery power. So when you had a leak in your system, your compressor turns on because it was tied into the pressure switch. And then you'd have your compressors running through the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never understood I'm, that. I'm trying to think if I did do that because I might have. <laughs> so the battery's dying. Yeah, yeah people would yeah, have issues with the battery. battery dying yeah. because none of those systems, because most everyone back in the heyday was running half-inch line or bigger or, yeah. or running CO2 bottles and What do shit. they run now? I mean, everybody now is fucking normal. Like, okay. they're running like quarter-inch line. Like, yeah. you can't go wrong with quarter or even three-eighths line now, but... Did- you run DOT fittings or compression fittings, and it's you're pretty much going to have a pretty sealed system. I think, well, what the fuck was I running? Yeah, five, they used to have 5 ace line. You're right. That was fucking giant. Oh, dude, like there was a, place, right. there's a place in Mesa, Arizona. It's still there to this day. It was called Ames, I think, back in the day. And they had like all kinds of different shit. I mean, it's cheap junk, <laughs> but they had like big ass freaking line. I mean, half inch was pretty common, and you're running wow. eight valves, you know, so people were... 
you know, running a lot of tanks and a lot of compressors, or they're running CO2. Yeah, my buddy ran CO2 mm. on a uh, full-size avalanche. Remember the avalanche, the Chevy avalanche? He you had make it. the fucker hop. Dude, he had it on 24s, <laughs> and where was a, I remember there was a show, a lowrider show in Santa Barbara. Um, I think they still do it every year, maybe with the whole COVID bullshit, but... Uh. Um, it was one year he fucking took that thing in the hopping arena, and I think they had a. Uh, it was for airbags or something. They had yeah. a different division, and it was in the heyday, like the prime mm-hmm. when airbags were fucking all that shit. And he had that shit on compressed air, and he hit it. I think he hit it like once or twice, ba boom, and bam, and he hopped that bitch up there. But it was an avalanche on twenty fours, and it just hit bumper pretty quick, and then it fucking slammed back down. I'm like, holy Ooh, crap, wow. dude! I yeah. didn't know they used that back then. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, well, people had the the normal system and then they could bypass it so if you want it to be fast because the problem is, is you'd always have to wait for the compressor to fill up oh, yeah and back okay. in the original heyday yep it was a little thomas compressors a little firestones or like 35 percent duty cycle <laughs> so they couldn't they couldn't so slow <laughs> yeah, so, so people had like fucking four or five of these things trying to fill up at one and time. like eight tanks or so something then, yeah and then they came wow. out with you know Vier. they have air zenith they had they had these Big things called uh, Oasis compressors. I remember them. Weren't they belt driven? They also no. They these ended... were big, and then they okay. had then they had the engine driven. They had ones. the engine driven ones yeah. also. Yeah, yeah. To they, keep up with it. Yeah, know? they went full. De- they just you couldn't keep up with the demand of air because yeah. it's like hydraulics. You know, you fucking you hit you want to hit that switch. You know, and yeah. hydraulics got just you just got to have juice. But had, that uh, air, you had to sit I there had and a wait. A lot of cars that I did that too. No, how did you do that? How did you do the airbags in uh, the motorcycles? Because you, you've done quite a bit of those. Uh, well, I only did the. I, th- I did this one dude's street glide. I did, I, I did. I did. I didn't. I had a, a road glide. I'm, I'm, I'm big time against that. Yeah, I, Lil, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. I had a road king, and I did air ride on it. Yeah. And actually, my dad's fat boy right there, um, it had air ride on it actually, and it still has the switches where they had the little where for the up and down. And yeah. it was on there for so long, and it was like very early. He put it on there very early when he got it, so it was very cool and all that mm. shit to come and lay it out. But I did do an air ride system on my road king, and I had it vehicled out. It was you know spoked wheel, ape hangers and shit. It was. Mm. A look you know so i wanted to slam that bitch on the ground <laughs> and uh i i built a little kit man i went and just bought a little compressor oh, i probably use air shocks huh i went and bought some corvette air shocks mm-hmm. and i just fuck all i had to do was fucking punch out the bushing a little bit yeah. so that it would fit uh the shocks right here fit really? the shock mounts right wow. here yeah. and then i just ran little like eighth inch line tiny mm-hmm. little fucking airline to it and it was pushed to connect fittings mm-hmm. boom go to a little t little relay for it and then i just hooked a little switch up right underneath the seat and then all the only no tank or anything like that so it's just on the fly so it was just yeah. on the fly so it was like really? go up it was and it would go up really slow but man <laughs> it did the trick it did the trick when i got to the parking lot and i wanted to fucking drop that ass so it aired that bitch out and everyone looked over at me and i'm like yeah, that's a bad bitch. And then I rode home riding like shit. <laughs> that's the way it went, actually. And uh, I blew uh, I blew a fucking uh, airline on one of those things one time, dude. We were coming back. We just, luckily, it was right here. And my wife was actually with me. Oh, shit. I, and I just, uh, I was rolling. We were fucking, we hit a fucking light. And we came to the stop at a light. And I could, I'm like, and then, like, I saw, like, smoke coming around, like, the front of my light and my headlight because it was at night. And I'm like, I smell rubber. I'm like, what the fuck? And burn, then I looked down. Fender. And when I put my foot down, when I put my feet down, I'm like, what the fuck? Why are we so low? And then <laughs> oh. I look back and I'm like, oh, shit. And so when I started taking off from the light, it was all, 
it was dragging because the fucking wheel was up there fucking touching that shit. So, wow. yeah, I had to pull over. I had a little safety thing in there. I had a little fucking, like, little extra valve where mm. I just would manually you bypass the shit. Yeah. And I just pumped it, a little air. And I only had to go down a couple miles back to get it home. But, yeah, yeah but it's like you said earlier, right? You when you're doing the car shit, mm. the gapping, all the other things you have to prepare and think of yeah. for later on. It was shit like that that mm. I have to think of. Like I'm I'm a realist and know that air air ride is cool, but I also know that it's gonna fail me at some fucking point. I don't yeah. care when it's gonna fail me at some point. Well, Anthony has a has a good you know habit of. This episode is brought to you by Ride Faster Pussy. Ride Faster Pussy is a lifestyle brand made here in the USA in the Northwest Pacific. My homeboy Jay has put this lifestyle brand together. It is a vibe. It is a statement. I am telling you, you mobbing down the street and you pass a car, you pass another bike and they see Ride Faster Pussy on your back. That's a statement, homeboy. They have beanies, hats, shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, windbreakers, Everything that you need to make that statement and let them know, ride faster, pussy. Go hit them up. Ridefasterpussy.com is a place for you to go and get all the merch. And I'm excited for my homeboy, Jay. He's expanding. Ride Faster Pussy Hardcore Parts. He's coming out with that chain gang. He's got some crash bars. It's a vibe. I'm telling you guys, get on this shit right now. Go and support. Go and check him out. Ridefasterpussy.com is a place for you to go and get all your swag, all your gear made right here in the USA. All right? Go and get your shit. Let him know that you heard about him on the Garage Life. Ridefasterpussy.com. Go check him out. Actually, talk a customer out of something oh yeah <laughs> because <laughs> it's not the right thing this is not going to work for you I, yeah just i've done this so many times and i've learned from all this stuff yeah um this is just not going to work and i want to say i want to think about the the handlebars the, oh those fucking piece of shit factory 47 things yeah they put uh, my uh, sorry rollo Ro, my buddy rollo has them on a, his bike and thank mm-hmm. you for letting me ride your bike by the way he let me take it on a nice long trip that was like seven states it was a long trip mm. but wow. i also had to sit there and ride with those bar in that bar position it was not comfortable man yeah. Yeah, they look the part i guess but boy that hand position was well it's not it's, e- it's, it's not good for me so it's not even this and if uh, i don't know if cody that used to work for me is listening or anything right now I know he's on <laughs> he a, will listen he well, will later he's on a different time than yeah us now, he but, will later <laughs> but he knows now because he had to just recently do a job, and it was with bars like that. Mm. Uh, actually, I don't know if they... Yeah, they did have points, he said. And it was a pre-CAN bus bike. So that oh, means it has, like... That's me. Like, it's, like, fucking 14 wires in one side. And, like and freaking uh, 16 or 18-gauge wire. Yep, it's fu- that's well, me. And, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, yep. Yours is an 08, yep. so it's... it. I think it was, like, a... I think it was, like, an 11 or something like that he was working on, or a 10. Same but shit, though. Yeah. He had to put 14-inch bars and extend everything and try to get it all through there with a fly-by wire and all that. And, dude, like, if anyone's ever done that, like, I, I, I told people, I had, I had people come into the shop all the time and ask, hey, would you do these bars? And at first, you know, I was doing them. I've always hated doing them. Can it be done? Yes. I will never touch shit like that again. You can take those bars yeah. and shove them up your fucking ass. <laughs> Literally, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Go to L.A., go where else. I told people, I said, go to L.A. and have it done somewhere. Yeah. I won't touch them because the amount of time and frustration it takes to try to do that is yeah. it's not even worth the time. Like, 
I like to get things done, get it done efficiently, get it done properly and get the next bike coming in. You know what I mean? And that just sets you back. Like he was pissed. He, told, he called me. He's like, his wife was saying like, oh, call Anthony and, and see what he says. And he's like, he's going to tell me to not do it. <laughs> he knew. He was he pissed. Knew. He was fucking yelling and shit. He said he got all, he snapped at his kid, I guess, like his son. Oh. Like that's how frustrating it is. Mm-hmm. You've done it, right? I have done it uh, for a couple of friends' bikes Ugh. and it is frustrating. The ones with the... Uh, the ones with the tips, because yeah. you're going up, and then you got to fight that bend, yeah. and you got all them wires in it. Um, it's a it's a frustrating, difficult, tedious, um, relentless fucking task. It is for sure. When I did my, um, I have Lucky Dave bars over there. Mm-hmm. I put T bars on my Road Glide back in like 2015, 2016, and uh, it it's what you said. It's fucking. 14, 16 wires or some bullshit like Dude, that. Dude, he had to do, an, I think it was an ultra classic. Too. Dude, it was, it, yeah. I had to get creative with this shit, dude. I had to do, like you said, I had to extend the fucking wires. Mm-hmm. And, well, how about, we can go into, like, for me, you you step in where you think you can add some tips. But let me give you some tips for that shit. If you guys ever think, there's a lot, like what Anthony said, that goes into that shit. But a tip that I can give you is if you got to extend those wires, don't cut them all in one spot because then you're going to have a big fucking bulky fucking thing right in the middle. You got to kind of stagger them so you have a little bit of fucking room to wiggle them through. Otherwise, you got this big ball of whatever it is that you made. On a set of 14s, you should be able to, depending on the bend of the bar and the pullback and all that shit, most of the time when you pull them through on a 14-inch bar like that, you have them come out the bottom. Yep. And a lot of these extension kits are basically male and female, and you're just putting them together. Mm-hmm. And then they have heat shrink that you put over. I use the heat shrink that has glue in it. So when you heat it, it seals the ends and stuff. And oh, it works nice great. Thing. It's a strong thing. You know, I know there's people out there that solder. I do not solder. I've never soldered in my fucking life. I think it's a giant waste of fucking time. <laughs> I solder. So, <laughs> no offense. I mean, again, it's everybody does things their own way. Exactly. I was I was you know taught a long time ago where I use those little unshielded butt splice things. Okay. Those little metal things. Yeah. And. I crimp those and then I use that. That they're small shrink. enough to to the to oh, go yeah. through, and that's the reason that I solder that I figured out mm-hmm. for me to solder, what, mm-hmm. and that's how I learned was through fucking doing it on a bar job. Yeah. And once you figure out, once you get like one technique, it's like, oh, this is it's pretty yeah. it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but is I needed it to be a nice tight uh-huh. you know thing. I didn't want a big bulk of shit, what, yeah. whether it was a connector or anything like that. Yeah. And the solder was the easiest way to do that. And then just put some heat shrink over it. These and these things I use, it. once they're crimped and stuff with the heat shrink, it's not much difference in size than the actual wire. Okay. It's really not. Yeah. It's, and it's strong as shit. And then do you stagger them as well, kind of? Or do you... Or is it an, Depends or, on the situation. Like, once it comes out, like, right there, I mean, I don't really worry about that. But if it's something that, like you said, if it's if it's within the bar, yeah, yeah there's no way in hell. Yeah. You don't want that. I mean, it's, it's to the point where space matters in those bars so like on the flyby wire what i'll do with the flyby wire setup is you have that green plug and then there's the black one in there that's for like heated grips Mm -hmm. i'll ask the person do you ever want to put heated grips on here and they're like well maybe i'm like all right well you're gay so you don't need to put that in like you don't need fucking heated grips put fucking gloves on that's another wire like that's stupid like who puts heated grips on their fucking motorcycle like you're on a motorcycle, dude. I agree. You're not in your fucking Tesla. I'm not disagreeing. So I take that stupid thing out of the equation. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll unpin one pin at a time out of the green plug. 
I'll put them together and I'll heat shrink with the glue, the glued heat shrink. And I just get rid of the pl green plug altogether. Mm. And then I'll put friction tape. I'll wrap the whole harness now with friction tape. So now it's only about less than three sixteenths okay. in diameter. So now you can string it through past all the other 10,000 wires you have to <laughs> string it through. Yeah. And it, it goes through. And then there's this shit that I came upon at True Value one day. It was called Wire Aid. And it looks like semen. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, literally. Is it oil it's, or grease it's like or this clear, gooey stuff that you know. Look, that's, I mean, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know what else to look. Yeah. I would say Elmer's glue, but it's not. Is white. So, so it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like it looks like that. I, that's it, Cody can Cody can vouch. It's literally so you just take and just guzzle it all over your wires. <laughs> And then and it helps. Huh? And, yeah, and then you, you. What I use is I use a piece of MIG wire. I'll use a piece of like oh, you know good. that's a good piece. You know two o you know o two three wire or something like that, something thin or o three five whatever you have. I'll string it through the bar first, and then I'll I'll hook it and wrap it around the wires, and then I'll use either friction tape or electrical tape to wrap it up, and then I'll just carefully and you know, after it's lubed up with that shit. I mean, you can use. I've seen people use grease. I wouldn't use grease because that shit gets all yeah. over your fucking hands. Yeah. Um, and push and pull. Don't just fucking try yeah, and pull no, that shit. No, push no, and pull. No, yeah. Push and pull. You push have to really feel what's going on because yep. if you start pulling, you're gonna either because who knows what the fucking moron did when they welded the the tips together when yep. they pointed. Could be boogers in there yeah. for God knows so, what. You know. Yep. So you have to take your time. I used to always tell because I helped them one time. And it was nothing but cussing. You know. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, you know what? I love to just get up and walk away from it. Doing doing bars and, and back. bars and risers and stuff. You know, like on a you know can bus bikes all day long. Much easier, <laughs> dude. I did. I was act. I just did. A, a friend of mine uh, wanted to get his bike back together two days before my birthday ride. He's like, I'm like, seriously, dude. But I helped him out. He ledges suspension in the front." Legends in the rear, new bars. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> he, he put the Ape Hanger Factory 47, you know, type bars on it. But I was fucking like, dude, this is how, this is the. Wait, what, what, your bike? Oh, it's like a 20, 21. And you put Factory 47 14s? Uh-huh. That's a piece of cake. Yeah. On that bike, piece dude, of cake. I fucking was like, I, when I was done with it, yeah. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Yeah. I'm all, "This is a bar job now." Yeah. I'm like, from a from a mechanic standpoint and doing it like that. Yeah. Wow, easy, not easy yeah. money, but fucking talking about lightening up the workload yeah. for your ass. As long as you don't add heated grips to it. <laughs> <laughs> he added heated grips. Did he really? No. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh man. Well, did you did you put him on? As a matter of fact, no. Here's what. <laughs> We put the whole bike. We put the whole bars together. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> we put the bike together. I had the bars done that night. Wired done. I think just the fucking um, grips weren't on. Mm -hmm. But everything was ran through. They were on the bike. Everything was poking out the bottom. They were done. Came back the next day. He stopped at Harley. Said I always want a heated grips. Oh, no. <laughs> Bought the fucking heated grips. <laughs> well, on the canvas bikes. Uh, I've never fucked with heated grips personally, but he got a little overzealous in what he had to do, and he pulled the fucking wires like back out. And I guess you just have to like depin or do some little bullshit on the end of the fucking tampon-looking throttle by wire thing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. like a little, yeah. like, you don't have to necessarily run a wire all the way through. You so steal it, power from something else now. Because it does plug into the bike down below. Yeah, because yeah. It, that canvas system, yeah. it changes the whole stinking yeah, yeah, game yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. So he mm. didn't have to do all that shit. All he yeah. had to do was like depin something on the end of the throttle by wire yeah, 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 and yeah. then be done with it. Okay. But he pulled the whole damn thing oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, and it was funny because his, uh, his girl was here. Uh, she helped with the, uh, with the social media stuff with me. Hmm. So she was here, and uh, she, she was telling me, he goes, he doesn't like to read instructions. And, and in the instructions, it told him exactly what the fuck to do. And I was like, probably should read instructions real quick now going forward, you know? Well, that's one thing that, that me and Anthony, we're, we're always... I look uh, at pictures. We look at the picture. Yeah. We don't actually Shapes. read the instructions. <laughs> Who's reading these things? No, I will. I mean, I'll, I'll force myself, but, dude, I used to have Cody... I'd have to co- have Cody read me the shit. Yeah. Because like, for some reason, I get lost in it. Yeah. Because so, I, I was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD <laughs> as a kid, whatever. But yeah. whatever. I don't know. I just, it unless, I'm not going to say that, what I was about to say. <laughs> but anyway, it's hard for me to, like, read sometimes. Not not everything, but. Same thing with me. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, yeah. I, I'll used to, I used to hand it over to Cody to read it. Or you know my girlfriend, I would I would hand it over her for her to read it, but if it has pictures, yeah, I'm all for it. All, yeah, everyone's <laughs> mind everyone's exactly. mind works different. Like yeah. uh, some people, when you read something, my daughter struggles with that a little bit. Like that's the reading comprehension bullshit that Dude. they had in school. My daughter struggles with that bullshit too. It was so bad when I used to work for the hot rod shop because Fred, you know, he was very meticulous on how he wanted things done. So he'd be like, hey. I need you to go go and just do make this 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 like this, and I'm like, how? <laughs> and he's like, just just do it like this, like I'm telling you. And I'm like, can you draw me a picture? <laughs> <laughs> so he'd have to draw me a picture or draw what he wanted, and I would go cut it out of metal. You know uh, what I, I mean? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, unless I coming up with it myself, yeah, I can't. Like that was the hardest part is getting into someone else's head back then to see how he wanted. So. That's when I worked for somebody, that was the biggest struggle I had. Not even a struggle. It would just take me some time. But when I work for someone else, and this was what was nice about Cody. Cody, I was able to basically mold into what I needed him to be because he didn't have prior experience. So I didn't have to fight some fucking know-it-all that wasn't going to change or do what I needed him to do at my shop. Yeah. But when I work for someone else... I need to get into their head and know how they want to do things because that's ultimately yeah. it's their shop. It's their name. It's how they want it out that fucking door. Yep. So that was something that was always like hard for me to do. And I kind of fought with in my head, but ultimately I, it was because I meant well to try to adapt myself to what yeah. they wanted. You know what I mean? You, to, to the shop, to the product, to everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. you were, you know, once, once you learned it and comprehended, it, you know, it wasn't like you had to be, shown again you know you no. you're, you're actually you actually had it up here and you could do well it i mean with, 10, with times. How, how the whole bike thing started for me like yeah i've been into harleys and stuff since basically he got his bike back in 96 and it's something that i just liked because my dad had it and stuff and it's some things we did ourselves you know and i was introduced and i'd already been into things in general so you know when how did how did you did was the FXR your first mm-hmm. Harley? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so did you have bikes prior I had bikes to that? Before I had 
but back, no Harley. Back in no. Ohio, okay, I was running uh, Vespas, a 650 Yamaha, <laughs> a 450. Those Honda, are fun too. <laughs> a 350 Honda, um, because I was told these are the reliable motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, don't buy a Harley. I don't know why people buy Harleys. <laughs> <laughs> you were told those were the reliable bikes, and then you, and, and ironically, you went and bought an FXR. <laughs> Well, and that no. was a whole thing back then because he, at, from what I remember, it was a lot of money to try to buy that bike, buy, buy a Harley because yes, because you you know you didn't he didn't think he was gonna be able to even afford one and I think it was what it was ten or fifteen grand back then when I you think bought it was it. fifteen thousand yeah M- me you and my ex, and our and my ex uh-huh. went to Bartels Bartels yeah. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. But bef- <laughs> but before before he decided, we were, we were going and looking at fucking uh, Suzuki Intruders and Honda oh, Shadows. So you were in the market to yeah. buy a bike. Yes. You, okay. All right. Yes. And um, I don't know what steered me to Harley. I don't know if we knew somebody that had a Harley. It's a fucking Harley. I did, I did, <laughs> it was I so different. I wanted to be in the Harley culture. Yeah. It was so different back then. I just remember that it was, I think it had a lot to do with like, if he could afford it, it was just a, a more expensive motorcycle. You know I what I'm see. saying? Like you could buy a shadow or, or a Suzuki intruder for fucking next to nothing brand right. new where, you know, he couldn't buy a brand new Harley. Harley. I mean, it was 15 grand. That was a lot of fucking money back in 96 to this buy was, a motorcycle. This was used. Yeah, used. Still was, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the bike, the, the FXR is a 91. That was 1996. So. And I think the salesperson had something to do with steering me into the FXR. Okay. I mean, right up in front, they had the... In, in a, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hearing in a good way? In a good sound, way. Okay, they yeah. They said, you know what? This is the bike you need to buy. Okay. This is a, a nice riding, smooth bike to ride. You don't want to buy this bike or this bike. Um, and I didn't even... I don't even think I had this condition that I have now. And yeah, you did. I did. Your neck's been fucked up since I was a kid. Yeah, that's true. And but it wasn't as bad as it is now. Yeah, and um, you you would be um, it'd be worth your while. And then you know, showing us the FXR that was in the so the back Harley, then they the had Mar- the Harley Davidson the Marlboro Man bike up in the window. <laughs> yeah. And this is back this is back when before they've changed what what uh, Bartels looks like. This is old Bartels. Okay. Same location, but old building. You know, so it was wood like and shit. Was wasn't it like an old? I don't remember. It like uh, an old car dealership. This is what it looked like. To I, me. I don't remember. But yeah, now it's it's totally different. Oh, oh it's yeah. freaking huge. Yeah. Like uh, Colton, he's the son of the owners there. Colton Bartels. I went there to get some. I forgot what part for somebody's bike, and he took me through a walk through the whole place, and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Different yeah. levels and shit, like crazy. You know, they have underground parking there now. Wow! Like, like literally, I almost got my truck stuck down. There. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, it sucked. I was like, "Why did I even drive my truck down in here?" <laughs> yeah, they've been around for a while. Then, yeah, that Bartels has been a long-standing oh, yeah. uh, Harley dealership yeah. here oh, in Southern yeah. California. Yeah, and I forget the guy's name. His name was uh, the salesman Joey Bush. Joey. Joey Bush. Joey, Joey Bush. Yeah. <laughs> is yes. there a reason or significance no, that you that remember was, it? You just, was, you oh, just... I have the old business card, a picture of it. You actually oh, have no it shit. somewhere still. I, I still have the card. Mm-hmm. Oh, no shit. And yeah. I still, 
I don't know if and you a have sales it or receipt. I have it. You have the sales receipt still. The sales receipt. And we have the picture of me wearing this oh, yeah. huge helmet. Like three-quarter helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's standing right next to me uh, <laughs> right after we buy it. Yeah. And I had to. And now I've never been on a Harley. And you know where Bartels is. I had to drive that thing back to Simi Valley. Mm. In the freeway. I mean, I was just he, like, was, he hadn't ridden in a while and yeah. stuff. I mean, okay. he, he didn't have a bike, a... you know. I mean, my whole growing up, his the bikes that he had was before I was ever born. Oh, right. okay. So now he's having a ride from, you know, down in Marina Del Rey. <laughs> but, but it's not as bad as it is now. No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. you do? Oh, I, I, I mean, got, obviously, you got it home. Yeah, <laughs> I got it home. <laughs> and I have it still. Yeah, and you still have it. Yeah, yeah and he still has it. Uh, but it was... Uh, it was it was an experience, and um, I think a lot of it too. Costs had a, you know, when I grew up, <clears throat> when I was growing up. I didn't learn the stuff that I that you know I had to be self taught. Uh, my dad was Spanish. Oh, Puerto Rican. We're Puerto Rican. Okay. And um, my dad, his thing was go work at the Ford Motor Company, come home, eat dinner, and do it again. Repeat it. <laughs> day, 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 day. Clock in, clock out. Clock come in, home, clock out. <laughs> watch TV. And um, not now. I'm not putting my dad down, but he wasn't very mechanically inclined. So yeah, we were self-taught, and a lot of stuff we did was we didn't have the money. Yeah, no, it was like back when he did as a kid and with his brothers and stuff. It was like straight up like what hot rodding was. Yeah, no, like legit, yep. like what hot rodding was. I mean, tell him. I mean, you know, no. so that. I mean, I, I tell you, I could tell you a story right now. We had a chain on a two by four like that. Get that <laughs> right there in a garage like this, right? In a garage like this, <laughs> small one car like this, with a little come along gizmo. <laughs> and that's how we used to pull the, the engines out of the car yep. and rely on that two by four <laughs> not to split and come, you know, and, you know, we would be standing right underneath this engine, you yeah. know, and it's like. And hopefully it doesn't fall when you're trying to roll the car out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a lot of this stuff we had to do when my dad was at work because my dad did not like us working in oh. the garage. So my friends oil and stuff. stains, all the bullshit at least. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't want to see my friends' cars in the driveway. And so a lot of times we were pressed for time because come around <laughs> four o'clock, we knew he was on his way from Cleveland from from the Ford Motor Plant and um, clean up and clean up time. <laughs> clean up time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that's and that's how and that's how we got started and a lot of it had to do with with costs. Yeah, learning how to do the stuff. And hey, mind you, it yeah. snows in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Me, what uh, what part of Ohio? Outside of Cleveland. Outside. Okay. And I remember meeting my brother, uh, that passed just passed away, because uh, of cancer. Um, who was I going to say? Um, Snow. Working in the snow, oh. putting a rear end into a 1965 GTO that I had, <laughs> I wish I still had today. Matter of fact, he pulled up a picture a couple of days ago. Yeah, we were at, my girlfriend and I were at uh, Trader Joe's. There was a red one outside, 65. Yeah. But no, the other one was a blue one one time that you oh. pulled up. That was the X, the... Same color. 
the yeah. same color, everything. And uh, we would be under there. If we only knew, man, if we could just if we could have kept them all. I huh? would have kept all those cars. And back oh. then, he had some badass cars, dude. But you didn't know, though. No, none of no, us no, knew no. what they were going to be 40, 50 years right. from. And some yeah. of these cars back in my time, I just give a couple hundred bucks, or I trade <laughs> this car for that car. He, Crazy. He had, he had a, a '65 GTO. It was like a sky blue type color. Had blue interior. He he dyed the interior black. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. And, uh, you know, it had <laughs> something know, to do. 389. <laughs> it had, uh, I don't know if it was, was it called, <clears throat> was it called Patriot back then? The side exhaust? Was it Patriot that had that? I don't know what, who, or Thrust maybe? Thrust. So, you know, Thrust, the woodpecker thing, Clay Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he had side exhaust on the thing. It was Gabriel air shocks jacked up with, <laughs> you know, old American slotted mags on it and stuff. Four speed. It was a 389 with a mm-hmm. tri power. Tri-power, 411 rear. 411 rear end. I mean, that thing had to have hauled ass around town because there were no f- real freeways back then. Uh, there was, so it was all town. Not, not in our town. Dude's you know. a hazard shit. We used, we used to go by the lake. We lived by the lake. And the cruise was to, you know, and back then it was 25 cents a gallon. So yes. a couple of dollars. I, I could go around numerous times and, you know, be up on a racing Joe Blow or whatever. I mean, the car ended up blowing blowing up the engine uh, at, at a race. And we would just go from light to light. Shit, and man. this was every night. <laughs> do this do this thing. Can't do that shit no more. No. He had a he also had a sixty two Impala that was same thing. It was on uh, American slotted mags. I mean that was the wheel to have or or Craigers or something back then or right. or uh what were those other wheels? They're kind of uh, Keystones. Keystone America. Yeah. Um, I'm a Krager fan. I like yeah, Kragers. Krager SSs. And yeah. So you had American, American. Uh, you want to add? Slot, <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll, I'll call him. I don't know if he's listening right now. Oh, Maybe. Fuck. We might even. If, <laughs> oh no, it's a different Cody. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it was a pretty cool car. I, I know you still have the picture, but it was like a like a gold color. You know, okay. original gold and he had somebody paint this little like money bag on the side of the door and it said gold rush gold rush yeah like that was like legitimately <laughs> like like in the the heyday of of like hot rodding and shit like that's dope. you know yeah that that is that like a lot of it did or if you go down to like origins with hot rodding and car building customization it oh. was really just this episode is brought to you by my garage in ventura my Garage has been around since 1985, and they can handle anything that you throw at them at their 15,000-square-foot facility. Engine rebuilds, 5K services, collision repair, insurance work, audio, tires. Tires, I don't know how he does it, but he's always got them in stock, and it's always the best price that I find, okay? Saddleman Seats, he's probably the biggest distributor of Saddleman Seats on the West Coast, possibly nation. He's always got my oil, my gaskets, all the maintenance stuff that I need, and his inventory is huge. So if you're looking for floorboards and you want to walk out with shocks or any of that stuff right now, he's got them in stock. No need to wait. If he doesn't have them in stock, shipped out same day, shipped out next day to your house, all right? 
come down, take a ride, check out the shop. It's a cool place. Um, they, if you can't get your bike down here, they have a tow rig. They will come and pick you up on the side of the road or at your house. My point is they will get you back on the road and they will do what they got to do. They have all the tools. They have all the infrastructure to be able to get your bike dialed in. Okay. Let them know you heard about them on the garage life. I'm a tight ass. Listen, if I can save $5, all right, and go and buy myself a tall boy, bet your ass I'm going to save that $5 and go get me a tall boy. So here's what I'm saying. If you're going to go and buy parts, give Jim a call 805-983-6400. Let him know what you're buying. Let him know the price you got and give him a chance at beating it because I'm telling you, Every time I call him, he beats the price for me. And all I'm telling you is give him a chance at beating it. Because if he can save you five bucks and you can get that tall boy, boy, go get that tall boy. Or go buy that Big Mac or whatever it is, all right? Give him a call, 805-983-6400. Let him know that the Garage Life sent you. And give him a follow on Instagram, mygarage underscore Ventura. Go check him out. A lot of things back in my time was all related to costs. And then you had to figure it out. Uh, uh, unless you had the money to take it somewhere to get fixed, yep, you couldn't do it. So, like when Anthony was growing up, he would figure it out because we couldn't afford to take it somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's ex- like with my with my old man. That's how it that's how it was. I wasn't around when they were doing it to to the level that you know when it was like budget and figure just figuring it out. But I've told it before, and they would they were into low riders. My dad had a '64 Impala. My 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 um. <clears throat> My uncle had a 61 Impala. Actually, and they even had a 59 Impala. You know how wow. much one of those fucking 59 Impalas is worth right now? Oh, my gosh. Stupid money. Yeah. Stupid money. But they had these cars, and just like you, they would just trade them off or sell them or do something like that because it was just back in the day. You know, they didn't know what a value would be to them. None of us did, but they Imagine were. Imagine if we started trading off Kias and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit on. <laughs> it's just not the same. No, it's not the same no, at all. It's not the same at all. No. No, not even close. But uh, but they would take like the the hydraulic pumps out of the tractors. They lived on a farm. My yeah. uncle was a, a mechanic, or my my uncle, my grandpa was the man that would run the orchards and all that stuff. So they had tractors, and they take the uh, pumps out of the tractors that were worn out or whatever, and they they'd, they'd figure out how to mount them inside of there. And they didn't have batteries, or they had one battery hooked up to. super slow as shit but they were like fuck we're moving like we're going up and down you know so but it was like that's the roots of it you know it really like this customization stuff you know today's standards and levels it's show stuff it's different quality of stuff but the roots of it start right right here like where we're sitting it starts in a garage this is exactly the same garage yeah Yeah. same size believe it or not there is a huge difference especially back in the hot rotting days from East Coast to West Coast. I don't know if you ever looked into that. I'd uh, imagine so, just, yeah. Just, just on how things were done on the East Coast versus how things were done on, on the West Coast. Especially oh, yeah. when it came to, like, old Model A's and stuff. Oh, they yeah. had a whole different, like, way that they did things. Dude, yeah. It, yeah. Any region-wise, shit changes mm-hmm. constantly, man. Just bikes yeah. from the West Coast to bikes to the middle of the nation to the East Coast. They change yeah. in style and region. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bikes... In- you know, because I just came back from Ohio. It's been about a year. So I was out there about three years, and I saw um, the way that the guys were customizing their bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was completely different than the way they do it out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Typically, I mean, historically, I guess, uh, the, the trend or the whatever, the newest stuff will kind of kick off here. 
in this, exactly. you know, on the West Coast, Slowly so to speak. Work its way. <clears throat> yeah, and then it's slow. Now, I personally, I've lived here all my life, you know, in the Southern California. I've been blessed to be able to have that that fortune, I guess, in that sense. Now, fuck, I will, I'm not a rich man, and I, but it's not cheap to live here. But we were poor as shit, and we just figured out how to make means to live here and shit. But I've been blessed in that sense, in the car culture and the lowrider shit and the motorcycle stuff, to be in this area of that stuff because it's the it's the mecca of of car and custom culture you it know all, it all starts out here yeah it really does and slowly, yeah and slowly goes it goes makes its way. way yeah across dude how are things with like the shop and shit man how are things going over i know the when the last time i had you on mm-hmm. you had just you know moved from the previous shop or from the shop <laughs> which when i found out i'm like it's right right down the street from you dude yeah. <laughs> like it's like a fucking throw rock throw away you could walk there, you could have walked there. yeah my truck never even warmed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah heater never got warm nothing uh so no. so that you, was the ideal uh, the ideal scenario yeah, yeah. no yeah. real close to home but yeah. i mean like I, like I was saying earlier yeah. y- your shop and what you have at the house i mean to me it's a very good work environment mm-hmm. you know to to be to be in and do work in how yeah. how are things going since the last time we were it's going good over like there? I, i've you know i've gotten out a lot of the stuff that i was backed up on you know um you know cody had moved obviously i think he cody had already no i think cody no, didn't move cody, yet. cody he couldn't make it that night that's right he had not moved but he could not yeah. make it you're correct so you know after cody moved and stuff and you know as he was doing his thing like i was trying to get caught up with stuff there's a couple fucking cocksucking assholes that I had to uh, <laughs> have pick up some shit just because they were being impatient. And I just don't have time or patience for people like that. Like, I've had a lot of understanding people. And, you know, this was a, this you know, one person in particular was uh, a neighbor of my old partner, uh, business partner. So once I got some of that shit out of my life, you know, everyone else has been, you know, super patient and stuff. I have a couple bikes that... Um, you know, I still have Dan's Dyna. Um, it's coming together, doing up some, you know, the wiring and stuff, and got to get. Yeah, to that him. was their last. I or he was he joined us last time. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Was it was his bike there? Yeah, it was on the. It lift. Was there? That's right. It, it was on the, on the lift. lift. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, so his is coming along. Um, I started on my buddy Demetrius's chopper, so I'm trying to get the wiring situated with that, putting some new hoses on it because a lot of stuff had some weird like um, oil hoses that somebody put on. It was like this weird clear shit that you get at like. Lowe's or something. I don't know what they did. So I put like actual, you know, transmission oil type line, you know, rubber hose, three yeah. hose on there. Um, so I've been doing that. So I just got to just button up a few things with that bike. So those two bikes are, I'm trying to, as I can do as much as I can, but also I need to take in stuff to keep making money too. Of course. Yeah. So, um, and then I wait on parts, you know, if I have something I'm waiting on parts and I got to take something else in. So, you know, it's just, it's been a little bit of a juggle, but the, they've all been very, uh, patient but um you and know. you're and now like with cody we're referencing cody mm. one man band you know you it's yeah, it's, yeah it's, by myself it's the quotes yeah. it's the estimates yeah. it's the part look up it's yeah. the everything. it's the everything start I, to finish i personally you know if during the day you know i'll go out there i i prefer to go out in the evening because during the day like if i have if i have to order parts and stuff i'll do that or, you know, again, I mean, if my girlfriend's not working, like we have stuff that we take care of, you know, because she's also self-employed. So groceries, doing stuff maybe around the house, you know, anything like that, you know, because I do get hit up a lot on the phone, 
you know, with texting or whatever or social media. And it's just easier for me to go out in the evening. Yeah. I don't get talked to. Nobody bothers me. Feel you. And I can just go out there and just do what I got to do. Yeah. You know, and I can knock things out pretty fast out there. You know what I mean? So I don't even stress on getting things done. If it's if it's someone that hits me up that has a cam job or, you know, a primary upgrade or something like that or something stupid and easy, like I tell them, drop it off. I'll have it done the next day. Yeah. It'll be done. And because I, I know what those things. But if it's bigger projects and shit, yeah. you know, then it, it'll take me a little bit longer. But uh, I'm trying to get those two out of my life. So, you know, the other stuff I have there, I can focus on. Yeah, you know? I feel you. Um, those long-term ones can, like, they're nice to do and they're fun to do because they are, there's always something to do. You know, yeah. it always gives you something to work with and mm. tinker on and do and always have a, like, month. I don't know, however it works in that sense. Yeah. But they're also... Uh, they're tedious they mm. can be a nuisance you know and yeah. the, like i was saying with the body work stuff uh, we did insurance work mm-hmm. and that was like the money that was like the in and the out and the quick and the fast and the boom yeah. and like you're saying cam jobs primary stuff and yeah. and and reminder like you you talk about it like ah, it's the easiest to bullshit it's not as easy as anthony sits here and makes it think mm. so when like when well you, you have the cam job i mean it, it's not something just anybody can do i mean yeah. i have special tools that Pull the inner cam bearing, you know, pulls them out, installs them, you know, setting up, you know, the oil pump. There's, you know, a little process to to pre-lubricating the oil pump. You got to take all little gyro gears out and assembly lube on everything and then setting it up inside the, in the case, new O-rings. Cam plate's pretty simple unless it's like an early bike that has bearings in the cam plate. You got to press the bearings in. But, you know, you got to have a press, you have to have all the special tools. And then, you know, you're trying to line up the cam gears properly so there's a lot more than obviously lining up the dots for timing and shit. Like, and then you have to have a cam cam gear locking tool so you can, you know, torque everything to spec, you know, the cam gears and stuff. So there's, there's a lot to it that, you know, somebody just trying to save a buck, you know, it's like, you, yeah, they're not going to figure it out. Yeah. There's I mean, so much stuff that goes into a, into a cam job that people don't think that a lot mm-hmm. of people think it's like, Oh, take that out, pop in a little plate, pop yeah. in a, a oil pump there. Yeah. I got, I got the oil pump, put yeah. that in, put the plate in. Or put the fucking things in, yeah. and then just roll on and fucking make sure you line up the dots. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it. In theory, yes. Mm-hmm. If you want to outline it in the steps, those are the steps. Mm-hmm. But there's like ten no need to know things exactly. in in mm-hmm. each one of those steps. Yeah. You know, that's the that's what the that's what you're paying for. That you're paying for the knowledge and shit like yeah. that. I have a friend that I'm uh that I'm talking. I'm kind of helping with a little bit mm-hmm. in a, as far as a new business venture. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh, he's been like, we've been kicking around is like price and stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. I, and I told him, I said, he's like, well, what, you know, if I only stay there for like half an hour and like, did it, I'm like, Hey man, you gotta like, you gotta, you're, if you're, you're trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to be a business guy now, mm-hmm. you gotta flip your way of thinking a little bit. You, you, you gotta stop thinking like you, you owe them a certain amount of time because exactly. they pay you a dollar amount. Exactly. Yeah. What's, what's that? What's that saying? Uh, that, quality work, shitty customer service. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's getting paid what you're worth. Making sure. Uh, I forget what this. Uh, there's like this. You've probably seen it before. Like, you know, you can have things either quick or fast or fast and cheap or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that too, but. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's, um, 
you get yeah. like I maybe you're not me, you're it's, it's, you're not paying me for bingo. You're not paying me for my time. You're paying for my experience. Yeah, is what you're one. is what you're right. what you're paying you for. Or sure. if I can get it done just because I can get it done in thirty minutes, bingo, to, or something like that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, that's that's what him and I have been talking about. And that's your that yeah. is like something that people have to understand dude, and realize when I, you bring something to like. You. I'm, I'm at the point in my life now, dude, and and my girlfriend had you know got on me like this for for about this for a long time, about my self worth and shit and exactly. like exactly and and what I charge because I, I didn't charge shit in the beginning when I went on went on my own because I've been self employed now for probably six seven years. It's a balance though because at the beginning you gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta get work you yeah. know and so but I, I get it you know and and but the thing is is that I already started a long time ago you know what I mean I just always work for someone yeah and i'm not trying to toot my own horn or come across the wrong way but honestly i really don't give a fuck anymore if somebody comes to me and says well so and so can do it cheaper well go fuck yourself and take it to so and so go take it over like i literally don't fucking care yeah because honestly i'm at the point where i have plenty of work and i'm very thankful for my customers and my customers are friends of mine like i become friends i I become you know we we form a, a relationship and stuff and, you know, I'm very thankful for those people. But it's like when I have somebody that comes in off that some I hate new people. I hate I, I'm always like, oh, great. This is a new person. Somebody fucking referred to me. It's like, all right, let's see. You know, hopefully they're cool. But, you know, some people want to try to like wheel and deal with me. And it's like, dude, I, I can only do so much. Yeah. Like I want your business, but I'm not going to do it for nothing. Yeah, like, exactly. Because yeah. If, if I wasn't around. And you couldn't find anywhere else. You're going to go take it to the dealer or take it to some other shop. And you're going to end up paying that amount. Yeah. You know, so and I give people breaks in other areas that were there's a lot of shops out there that will charge you for every stupid little thing. Yeah. Every stupid thing. Like I have the freaking the drain plug O-rings, the 11105 O-rings, you know, for for the drain plugs. You need three of them. <laughs> yeah, three of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I have hundreds of them. I don't charge for that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bought hundreds of them because they're just, just to me, they're disposable. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to charge somebody the dollar ninety nine that Harley charges for. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I try to do the best I can, but I, again, I'm at the part, the point in my life where I, I just don't have the time or patience to. It just puts a fucking wrench into my gear yeah. when I have somebody come and, and try to do that when. I got plenty of other people that like, if you don't work out, dude, there's going to be somebody right behind you. That's like ready to come in and do something and, and has no problem spending the money with me. Yeah. Because honestly, dude, as you know, parts are a lot more than the labor. Really? Parts yeah. are retarded, dude. They're yeah. so fucking expensive now. Yeah. Like, uh, the like, industry has set the bar or the, uh, the fucking hipsters and the, the, have set the standard for what fucking parts are. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's expensive and I don't, there's, there's no way around it. Like it is what it is. Even yeah. just building my road glide that I'm flipping. I mean, it's, it, I'm already into that thing. Fuck, dude. Probably <laughs> like almost four grand, dude. You know what I mean? Like just in in my, you know, of how I've acquired stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that doesn't even involve your time. No, it doesn't labor. involve it's my time. And I'm building a, a fucking motor from the ground up. I mean, yeah. if you were to go buy an SNS crate motor, you're looking at you know probably six grand and up. For a whole motor, yep. like to build a motor is not any cheaper. The crank alone in that thing is sixteen hundred freaking dollars. That's what I have in my uh, my road the glide SNS, here. Yeah. SNS bottom end in yeah. that sucker. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah what I fucking spent for. Yeah, for I mean my with tax and end. everything, it's a seventeen hundred dollar crank. Yep, and Shit, then I and then shipping. They don't they don't ship for for fucking free. The thing weighs a country fucking ton. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, and I did the bottom end myself. If you were to 
send it off to Dark Horse or Revolution. I mean, you're going to spend a you know a couple grand just on the bottom end. Yeah. You know, and then I put SNS piston oilers in there or piston jets. Um, I put all new case bearings in it, upgraded cam bearings in it. I repainted everything. The the bead blast silver. I um, saw that came out nice. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it came out good, man. Um, and then now the the cylinders are at the machine shop. They were already. Uh, That's another cost. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I have to have I have to pay the machine shop, so I'm having them. Uh, and they don't pick up and deliver. No, yeah, I got to take all that stuff. <laughs> That's um, your time, yeah. Your, yeah. your fuel, all this stuff. Which, that's another thing. Like when I do a bike for someone, I don't charge them to take their, their shit over to the machine shop or the powder coater. Yeah. It's just whatever I charge, I charge. Yeah. And that's that's where they're saving. That's what the difference is between me and some other people. Right. Some people might run it the way I do it too, you know, but, yeah. you know. Do I hear sirens? Mm-hmm. No, I do. Yeah, these things pick up everything. Oh, do they? Oh, they can probably be like, full. they're they're definitely not on my street. The next closest street is way out there. Yeah, they pick up everything. It's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that motor, that motor was, uh, you know, your typical early, early model twin cam. It blew an inner cam bearing and just wrecked havoc in the motor. That's what will happen. Yeah. So <laughs> I put a new right side case or a good used right side case and, um, did the bottom end and everything, and then the cylinders I took. They were the thing. Somebody already put a did a ninety five top end on it. Nice. So I bought uh, ten over pistons because it had some light scoring on the cylinders. So <laughs> they'll either bore or hone or whatever they need to do to to get it to the right specs, the piston to uh, cylinder clearance. So I, I went with the Keith Black Hypertechnic uh, ten and a half to one pistons. Nice. I'll have some nice pistons in it, and then. I don't ever touch the heads on those. That's it's an 05, so it's already got beehive springs and slightly larger ports and stuff. I don't get into the porting and polishing thing. Um, again, as you know, I'm more about the torque number than the horsepower number. Yeah. Um, as know. as most Harley performance anybody should be. Yeah, if I, it, I, torque is where yeah, torque I, is where it's at. I, you know what. I do motors. I put motors together. I've had great luck and success with the ones that I have done. And very, you know, good numbers have been put out. Like, I'm not into building giant race motors and all this porting and polishing and, you know, wacky throttle bodies. And, you know, if somebody wants that and go through all that, then great, whatever, we'll do it. But, you know, if I ever got my hands on a situation like that, then it would have to be a proven situation. I'm not just going to go by, you know, some person saying, oh, I want to put that cam and I want to do these heads. And yeah. it's a, there's more that goes into building a motor properly like that yeah. than, than, you know, just picking a bunch of parts out. But... You know, that's I, how I, that's how I built mine. I yeah. mean, that I I took mine to Monty mm-hmm. and I told him, "Hey man, I want I want you to build me an engine, a 107 that and do the work to it to make it like do the math, mm-hmm. do what you got to do, you know." And yeah. that's what he and that and he came up with the combination. Like yeah. you said, you're going to okay, if we're going to do this, you need this much air and you mm-hmm. need this much shit. So you got to get yeah. this and do all that. But you're right. You mm-hmm. can't just go and say, "I want this cam and then I want this throttle body and mm-hmm. I want these fucking you, because that and combination I want this exhaust. Yeah, that combination <laughs> shit just doesn't work well, like It's called blueprinting. Exactly. Yeah, my so. my fucking engine was blueprinted mm-hmm. to a fucking spec to matter of fact, I think I look at I got. I I had to. Oh, the rods. No, they're fucking pistons. So Uh what I unfortunately, if you haven't heard, Uh Mackie going out of business. Uh Um. So Dave Mackie Engineering is going out of business, Uh, and so that's what my motor is. Uh Monty built it for me, so Uh it's got. Um. They do their head work, their port and polish, all that bullshit, right? So he did all that when I told him the blueprint. Hemisphere. It's the megasphere. megasphere, Is what they call it, right? And so they have their their heads, Uh their head work, and all that shit is 
they cut them down to a specific fucking thing. Yeah. And those heads will yeah, only they have work. Yeah, like a, some access machine or whatever that does all that shit, right? Well, those fuck, those, the head work that they do mm-hmm. and their piston, their megasphere shit, it'll only work with that fucking piston. Mm. So because they're going out of business and... I like to have fun, and I'm gonna do something with that motor at some point. Well, yeah, because what he he said they'll be available. Here's what he told me: he said they'll be available from um, I think it's Carrillo that yeah. that machines them for them, uh-huh. but probably not for a year. And then when they do, they'll you'll have to buy two to fucking have them make them. They won't uh-huh. just make one set. Yeah, yeah. So he's I was like, well, just give me a fucking set now. I'll store them on the shelf, and mm. then whenever either I blow it up or I need a refresh. Yeah. Then I, at least I already fucking have them sitting yeah. here waiting. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I would love to learn more about. You know, I. Oh, it's a whole nother thing. Dude. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I would love to learn more of the ins and outs of you know the the technical stuff that goes into doing a motor, but you know the ones that I've done. You know, with you know certain cams that I like and how they perform. You know, especially with like a flat top piston. You just. Know, standard pistons and stuff like i'm not Mm -hmm. really big into the whole high compression piston thing i usually just run flat top cast pistons on things with a cam and you know i've i've milled some heads down you know from the machine shop they'll mill off you know like on a 88 inch that's pumped you know a 95 i do like 50 thou okay um i've done a 103 with like 30 thou off the heads just a bump compression i know you know a lot of people probably don't go that route that's kind of like a hot rod thing from back in the day used to mill like flathead motors and stuff so Mm -hmm. You know, and I've had good success with that with the with that setup. And uh, but again, I'm not saying it's the right or wrong way to do things. I know there's a lot more that goes to it. And again, I would love to learn more about that stuff. Yeah, you know? it's not a it's like you said, it's not a right or a wrong way. It's uh-huh. just a way. Yeah. You know that that's really what it boils down to. I went off the way I do things is kind of off the way my mentor that you know Mike, you know. Oh. Yeah, he, uh, we forgot my about we forgot about Mike, your neighbor. Um, he's my mentor. He basically, you know, he taught me about you know the guy, the, the guy, the guy I met. No, not that guy, right? That was Dave. That oh, was my okay. landlord, Yeah, okay. Um, no, this is old school, Mike. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he kind of walked me through like when I built my um, my '06 Road Glide. I blew the motor in it, so we took it all apart and stuff, and went '95 with it from '88 and. We had uh, this old HA, his name's Painter Joe. He was up in Quartz Hill, so he did all, like, my machine work and stuff. So he he had, you know, bored the, the cylinders for me. Um, we just went with Screaming Eagle flat top pistons and that. And then, mm-hmm. man, he must have taken off, like, 60 thou off my heads, dude, because <laughs> when we put the motor back together, <laughs> I couldn't even get the intake manifold between the cylinders. Oh, my god! So I had to sit there and, like hand file the flanges and test fit it and finally i got it in but dude to this day that was probably the fastest fucking bike i ever had i mean all my friends i used to ride with they they can vouch for that like that (laughs) bike and he knows him and i went to freaking cronies one day and you know i shouldn't have done this but we know him he drank i drank i was probably i don't know how many five schooners in me all done dumb shit (laughs) and we pull up to tapo street dude and, you know, he, he just cruises and shit. And we pull up to Papo Street, and I just fucking light it up, dude. I put the bike sideways across the fucking intersection oh, all the way across. Yeah. We get to the house, like, real around the corner. He's like, you're going to fucking drop that thing one day. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was crazy sideways. I couldn't believe that bike didn't just fall over because he was just sideways. Oh, uh, Got deep uh, in that but, shit, huh? But, but dude, I mean, that, that bike, dude, it was like... 
you didn't have to hold the front brake or anything, dude. I would literally fry tire through third gear. It would just fucking just annihilate the back tire. Wow. You know, I mean, it, it, it hauled ass, dude. And so I'm building this motor kind of similar. I didn't want to deck the heads or anything. So I just went with the 10 and a half to one pistons. Um, you know, I noticed that I kind of just use it for reference. I know SNS makes a hundred inch top end, bolt on top end with stock heads. Yeah, I've seen And it. it's like a little over 10 and a half or maybe it was a little more than 10. But it was up there in compression, so I'm like, well, fuck. If they, if you can go 100 inch on stock heads, why can't I go 95 inch with two yeah. and a half to one? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's still, it's still a what is it? Um, 85 cc stock the stock heads. The, uh, the combustion chamber. Yeah, the, yeah. Combustion chamber on stock heads, I think, is 80 85 cc's, give I, or take. I on 90 on an 88 or a 90 early motor. Even, yeah, yeah, even yeah. the new even the newer motors, I think, not not M8s, but I think you know up to what 17. I think they're yeah. like 85 cc's, but they're 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 not the same. If you ever had a head cc, do you have one stock head and another stock head? They're gonna cc different. Yeah, and that's where all that technical shit comes into play. Yep, you know what I mean. Where you're trying to match everything. The blueprint shit. Yeah, yeah, that's so, where all that shit came from. Yeah, in. so I mean, um, well, you're building you're building this road glide now from basically. Engine-wise, bottom end, and yeah. then you know, up. yeah, yeah. And so, where are you, you so is the you still have the engine out sitting on the table or bench yeah. or something right yeah. now? Yeah, I have the cylinders at the machine. You, so basically, you, what you got rods sticking out of the out yeah. of the bottom end right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're waiting for you already have the pistons. I have the pistons. You just they're, they're with the machine shop right now, so they're gonna bore or hone or whatever they have to do to clean them up and match everything. And then I just told them, hey, just check out the heads, clean everything up. I said, don't, don't, you don't need to surface nothing, like. You know, um, just make sure they don't have bent valves for any reason. Yep. Uh, make sure everything seals good and then put some new valve guide seals. Um, and just, you know, they just check them out for me. They do a vacuum test and all that on all the ports. Perfect. And then uh, when that comes back, then I'm just going to paint those cylinders black, the texture black from Harley. Just no, no highlights, just solid black. And then I'll do the head solid blonde, no highlights. So when it's all together, it kind of, rep, you know, looks like, like pan head, shovel head looking, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't. My 06, I did a cool. My was pretty cool. Yeah, my 06, I did a full uh, black conversion too because it was a blonde drivetrain. So I powder coated everything and then I painted the freaking the cylinder. The cylinders I had were actually given to me. They were black highlighter already. The heads were blonde, so I painted them black and then I took and dremeled all the fins and highlighted them myself. Nice. And then I did the case. I did the. I welded the bottom end myself. I trued it myself. Mm -hmm. Put new bearings myself. On that motor, and it's still, I mean, somebody has it somewhere still, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I pulled the trans, painted the trans, and did everything, like, you know, badass, so you would never even have known that it was not a black drivetrain. Nice. But I didn't want to go through all that with this bike, because I'm just trying to turn and burn it. You yeah. know, it'll have a lot of cool shit. It'll be literally, it'll have a chain drive. It'll, the front suspension supposedly already has uh, progressive monotubes in it. I put okay. the late model Harley shocks. It'll have a two-up. Drag seat, nine and a half pullback uh, risers. Could be a new bike. Back. Yeah, yeah. Somebody wants it. It's got the nineteen inch Enforcer wheel I put on it. It'll be have Brembo uh, calipers. Um, yeah, definitely gonna be a nice, nice yeah. bike. Yeah, it's got a Chrome Thunder header. I mean, and I'm not looking to get an arm and a leg. I just, I just want to get you know, you know. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm thinking about asking about twelve or best for it. Baggers so. are fucking hot right now, dude. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to make a suggestion on what to put it at. You probably have a better idea, but what I will fucking tell you is don't shortchange yourself in this market yeah. that's fucking out there right now, because mm -hmm. this market is stupid I've, hot I've, right now. I've had quite a bit of those bikes. 
Um, and I know, I mean, you can find a pretty clean one for between nine and 10 yeah. stock stock you know? though. Yeah. Stock, that's yeah. the difference though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference yeah. stock. This is going to have motor work. It's going to have bars. It's going to have a season. I know suspension, you know, it's according to what I've seen. I mean, I'm not into that whole wheelie, you know, burnout scene. I mean, maybe burnouts, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I know it seems like a lot of guys really like the skinny, skinny tire baggers. I think for like uh, um, wheeling, stunting, and all that shit, yeah, Yeah. that seems to be the the go to for. I don't know why. Um, Just easier easier to slide around. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's 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 also light bike though. Honestly, there's also a lot of less like electronic bullshit on them that you don't need. Like with the other stuff, you know, like you don't need fucking ABS bullshit. Mm. You don't need none of that other crap that they're that they're doing with them. You know, what why and why is baggers popular now? than they were when I was... It's because people started wheeling them? Well, no, because everybody... When I was looking at bikes, oh, don't look at that. Don't buy that. That's an old man's bike. So isn't that interesting? Isn't that funny how, yes. how where, where we're at? It's completely it's The Road Glide flipped. is like literally the most popular Harley it's, to have. It's so funny, man. Yeah, you're And why, and why is that? Right. I mean, the baby boomers are all going towards a bagger. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, is it age? No, you know what? I like gold wings. I like. (laughs) 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 Um, it's a very valid question. If I have to give my opinion on it, um, there has there's a genre of bikes that has blossomed and become something over the past several years, and it's what is referred to. Maybe you've heard it as a performance bagger. Um, so that is kind of the genre of bikes that has, it is really a trend right now. What the, I don't know if you've seen that bagger racing league that they have, like they like yeah. race some like mm-hmm. street bikes no. now. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Which is actually, I've been to, uh, I've been to one. I went to Laguna Seca to go and watch it. And I think out in what's the one way out there on the 10 way the fuck out there. Um, Chuck Walla, I think uh-huh. Chuck Walla. Anyways, um, I went out to go watch a couple of the races and they are hoofing around that fucking track. They are fucking slinging and those baggers. on baggers. Yeah, wow. it's called the. Now these are these these aren't just your like fucking like your off the no, shelf baggers. These are yeah. highly modified. You know, like from your, your seating position, everything's every, way different. I yeah. mean, aluminum swing arm, really raised. Like yeah. they're the foot controls are like up here. They're like, like they rear on, sets. They sit it's, on them like like jockeys on horses. Yeah, oh, really? they're yeah, yeah. they're they're wow. they're totally like set up for just track hauling ass racing that up on youtube yeah but i mean that is kind of what has that's the scene that's the genre that's the trend right now and it has attracted um a lot of young people to it my my take on it is it's attracted a lot of people to it simply because um well, there's a cost associated with it right and like when there's a cost associated with something people like to you know flex it kind of like to put out that you know look what i got sort of stuff and we live in a social media world now you know and so that trend has become that performance bagger trend has become really big and the parts world like anthony was talking about it's really expensive and there's a shit ton of stuff out there for them and people want to build their bikes like that now you know i think they figured out also that a road glide is, I figured it out a while ago. I'm not the innovator. I'm certainly not the fucking first one that figured out that a road glide is, I can make this thing go fucking really fast and handle really good. 
um, and still have a lot of the comforts of a big giant fairing and some saddlebags and all the other shit that comes along with it. Like 2015, I was riding with another set of group of guys where it was a hard and it was fast and it was long. And a Dyna didn't do it. And right. this is what I transformed I to. Because <clears throat> a friend that gave us some soda sold you back the FXR. <clears throat> I think a week after he had it, he goes, where do I put all my shit? <laughs> and I go, well, what do you mean? Because I have no place to put anything and nothing. Yeah, yeah. And um, he uh, modified the bike and he... Uh, Put a cigarette lighter on it. <laughs> Gotta light your cigarettes. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? You know, this is more like a, a bar hopper, you know? The funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, he always, re- he referred to it as a, uh, as a Dyna. Really? Like the whole time. Like he, the he, FXR? Yeah. And I'm like. Interesting. And I'm like, it's not a Dyna, dude. Yeah. It's an FXR. Like, And mind you, I had an electro guy that I was selling at the same time, red, and I says, you need to buy this bike. Forget <laughs> about this bike. But the FXR, this rode, was, FXR rode good. They I mean, rode good, and horrible. it was all customized where the electric guide wasn't. I got gotcha. you. But I says, you've got, you know, I had, I had the trunk, the whole bit. Yeah. And I says, you got all kinds of comforts. Here, and I was telling him this like this rides like a Cadillac. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah, and um, that was one of the reasons I bought the bike. If you want to ride and be comfortable and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and still have a bike that performs, I mean, a bagger is the only way to go. Yeah, I mean, like I'll ride. You know, I I'm, you know once I get the FXR going again, I'll ride it and stuff. But you know, with the bags, I'll have leather pros and a windshield and shit. Like, and it'll ride nice. Like, but. Ultimately, I mean, once you go to a bagger, there's, there's really no going back. Yeah, that, really that's no. really what it kind of boils down to. When you hit that, when you figure out and you realize, holy crap, this is very comfortable. This yeah. is this 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 makes sense. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to go back. Let me ask you a question, then, Dad. If <laughs> you're you, you it's just because you're on the other spectrum of it, you're like, why are baggers so popular now? What do you think? What do you take? What do you make out of it? Is it is it weird? Is it I mean, what is it? No. Do you like to see it? I, lo- it- I love to see it. I okay. was watching uh, Sergis on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. You know, um, I was just going through the TV on YouTube, and, uh, and then that propped up. <clears throat> and I couldn't believe all the baggers on the, on the way to Sergis. And once they got to Sergis, that's all that basically was there. Even more. Yeah, more. and I think it's the ride comfort. Um, I think everybody got over that whole old old man thing a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah, and now everybody just it's just normal. It's like it, it's literally the baggers are whether it be a road king or or an ultra, like that's just the bike to have. Yeah, and you and I, to your point, man, it's I I think it's more it's more of not that people got over it. Oh, it's just an old person's bike. Mm-hmm. Is they figured out, people figured out how to make an quote unquote old person's bike look fucking cool. cool. Looks cool. Yeah. I agree with well, that. Think I about agree. The, think about all the bullshit with Sportsters back in the day. That's a girl's bike. Yeah. Dude, I've had Sportsters. 
I, I, I love Sportsters. I, I think they're fucking fun. I took my fucking motorcycle DMV test on a Sportster. <laughs> I'm just too. I just. I'm too fucking big for one. Personally. I look like a fucking giant gorilla on one. I don't know, dude. I had to ride my uh, ex girlfriend's bike. She brought fucking bought a Harley. She bought a Sportster from Simi Valley, and she didn't have a permit. She didn't have shit. She went and bought that thing, and I had to ride it back. And she took a picture of me because she was driving behind me, and boy, it was stock bars. My knees were all up in my shit, but it was a it was a 1200, and it was a fun little fucking. Brrr. If it had bars that were like up yeah. higher for me and i wasn't so fat and everything it'd been a fucking really nice fucking fun bike you know yeah i mean it's i you know i've grown to just like motorcycles you yeah know, i don't like all of them i think some a lot of them are ugly but you know if it has nice style and it's a good reliable bike i mean i like i've had a gold wing before i love gold wings i think they're awesome Never rode a Goldwing. They're Never fucking awesome, dude. They're so awesome. The only thing oh, that sucks... the black one that you had yeah. was, uh, was an awesome-looking bike. F6B uh, Goldwing. like the Batmobile. Don't they have a black. reverse on them, too? That one didn't. No, but don't they have an assist or something like that? Some of them have an assist, Some, huh? I think, too, yeah. 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 The only problem with the Goldwing and getting past it is nothing beats the sound of a Harley. Right. <laughs> Literally, like, like a Harley. Exactly. Like, nothing beats the sound like... You know, a Harley has its own sound, like, you know, and then the aftermarket industry just revolves around it. But when you're on a Goldwing, you'll you'll love riding a Goldwing. It's the performance of it's amazing, how smooth they are, like they're just a bitchin' fucking bike. But when you go by all your friends and it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not cool yeah it's hard to it's hard to come back from that it's yeah. hard to recover when you're oh. the only one that sounds like that you know and they don't really make too many oh, options for exhausts so. but i bet you could fucking do miles upon miles upon yeah. miles yeah. on that and not have to worry about anything yeah and then like, you you go to the dark side and put the car tire on the yeah. back you can go fucking yeah. hundred thousand miles on that damn seen thing that? What's that? People take the they'll take this you know regular rear motorcycle tire off the Goldwing, mm -hmm. and they'll put like a was like a one ninety five or yeah, something like that. Yeah, tiny little fifty whatever a size car, car yeah tire. car tire oh, in the back. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you you'll you'll never wear out a car tire. Wow. Really, you get I mean, like fucking like forty fifty thousand miles out of that thing. Yeah. yeah, and they say actually that it handles. They take from what I understand, you take a little little bit of air out of it, and mm -hmm. you don't run it like super hard. And then so like when you do corner the the I guess it'll collapse a yeah. little bit on itself. But that was that was a concern of mine. I'm like, okay, well it's not round. If if you hit the corner, what happens if the tire does this? Mm. Right. But they say that it'll like fold on itself and the rim will yeah. come down like on the wow. tire. Wow. And a lot of people that do that actually say that they're like it handles really stinking good like because yeah. you have all that contact on the, ground, on the ground you know instead of just an inch of stinking tire yeah. from your motorcycle you got eight inches wide of tire it's interesting mm. i've never they call it the dark side I've never gone never, yeah, never never rode heard, one i've never heard that yeah huh. but they run car tires on that ship yeah. so yeah, he, had, he had that black one that was just yeah it was a it was a bitchin bike i, I actually really liked it and it had a tbr slip-on exhaust so it, when he revved it up it it <laughs> didn't sound like the jetsons but it, uh, it literally you revved it up like it sounded like a fucking ferrari dude ah, like it was different different sound yeah it was like yeah. gnarly sounding yeah and it was uh i think 1800 cc's or something that fucker was fast dude. oh i bet like it was fucking uh, well, fast you seen the fucking size of the engine in that thing yeah, they're giant. giant they're protruding out the side of yeah. that thing they're huge or no that was a 
That was a six-cylinder, I think, in that Yeah, light. they're huge. Yeah. They are giant uh, engines protruding yeah. out that thing, man. Yeah. So, well, what do you got coming up next, man? You're going to be, I know you were, I've, I've seen you tinkering around with moving, mm-hmm. you know. Is that still kind of up on the table? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that's, that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, time to, it's time to bail, huh? It's it was, time, it was it's time, time to, to bail. bail. It was time to bail when I I had already moved there yeah. to Arizona. Yeah, it's um, a, it's bad here. I could, we just had the stupid election on Tuesday. Yeah, I was I I was I'm in awe, man. I'm like in shock sitting here going, how do we elect? How do we keep electing this stupid fucking governor? Nobody's. That I don't understand. I don't no fucking way. understand how that's possible. They they by a landslide too. Not even fucking oh, close. Really? There's wow. no way. There's something going on, and and they're dealing with that right now in Arizona with Carrie Lake and I saw that that. Katie Hobbs chick, and uh, I mean it sounds like Carrie Lake's gonna win. Um, you know they have the media that's you know bullshit and stuff out there, but yeah, I mean I don't I don't know what's going on, and, and you know <laughs> with you know what you've seen and with my dad's seen over the years, like I never was political or cared about any of that shit, never never cared until now because. You know, it, it has to do with our future and our children's future. And it's yep. like if they're trying to ruin, like, you know, everything, you know, it's just especially a state like Arizona, man. Like, <laughs> like, I don't there's no way like you go to Arizona, you spend time in Arizona. Those people are not liberals. Yeah, they're not. No, nope. like they moved to Arizona for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to turn it into a liberal area. Yeah. You know, it's the fucked up part about about this politics bullshit. Well, not the politics portion of it. The voting portion of it is like certain demographics, certain like Phoenix and Tucson. Mm -hmm. If those are blue, then the rest of the state, their their population and their shit is meaningless. You can see the whole rest of the the state red. Maricopa County is huge. Yeah. So if that is blue, then you basically won the shit. That's how it. That's how it rolls. Pima County, you know, Tucson and all that is 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 pretty big too. But I mean, you got the whole. It's like I was looking at the map with the colors on it, and you know, up further northeast is like blue and i'm like who in the hell lives out there like i looked on the map i looked all over arizona of different places where i would you know maybe hey look this might be a cool place to go you know but i kept going back to you know the east valley of of phoenix you know and i'm like i'm zooming in i mean there's page arizona but there's nobody out there it's all mountains and like ranges and like who voted out there the freaking animals (laughs) dude yeah it's uh i'm not a you vote I don't, I don't vote. I, no. I, I go and vote. I just I, I know my I sadly know that my vote for here as a Republican or mm-hmm. just any of that here in California, it sucks. It's not going to do shit. I yeah. know that sadly, but I still will go and exercise it. And uh, I fucking can't believe I was watching it going. I don't understand. I we had a recall for this fucker. Mm-hmm. We had a recall for this for this governor, mm-hmm. and and we didn't do it then. And here we are, screwed up the ass. Still, I feel like we're screwed. I feel like we're floating, like we're neck deep, and we're like, put him in again, coach. Put him in. There. Put him again, coach. Mm-hmm. He gave up the home run last game. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. It's insane, dude. It's insane. The political stuff, man. I'm with you. I didn't get into it. And not um, 
maybe in my 30s. I just hit 40 mm-hmm. this year. And so maybe around my 30s is when I actually, like around when Obama started coming in, I'm like, yeah. shit don't feel right. Something's, something's funny around here, you know? Yeah. Like, let me. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, what I felt. Yeah. And so I got not into it, like hardcore into it, but yeah. just educating myself a little bit more before I was like, okay, what, what side lines up with how I think and all that shit? And I'm like, this is fucked. I don't like that shit. This is I'm, not for me. I'm not for one side or the other personally. I have no desire to ever vote. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I. That's an independent, and that's what you yeah. know. What's funny? Yeah, like I think f- of myself as an American. There that's you go. It. <laughs> well, I guess, I, and I, I probably can label myself as an independent. But what you are is exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I would lean more Republican just from if I if I guess if I had to choose a party, that's I guess, it. so that, to speak. That's me. Yeah, I would I would go that way. That, that's I would be the same way yeah. if, if I had to. But, but but on the other side of it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If there's a Democratic fucking dude that's up there going, hey, I like what he's saying, mm-hmm. then I don't got a problem voting for that. That's yeah. that, I, I can be an independent in the sense, but yeah. I saw something on on in this whole election thing that was just recently going that they were saying that independents, because hardcore Republicans are always going to vote hardcore Republican. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether they care or know about the person. They're just going to fill out their ballot Republican, 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 mm-hmm. Republican. And Democrats are going to do the same thing. It's the independent people, actually, mm-hmm. that when they do get up and go and vote and they do it, they are actually the ones that kind of make that decision and help make that decision of like, yeah. fuck, I want this side over here. So okay. just just keep that in mind when mm-hmm. next when a presidency or something like that comes along. I know that my vote for the president or, or the electoral vote for the president ain't going to help here in California. It's going to be fucking blue. Yeah. I know. But on the other side of it, it's like exactly what I said. You know, it's the independents that are going to go and fucking sway that, you mm-hmm. know. So. It is what it is. I don't want to go crazy into politics. It sucks yeah. that it's our world, but, yeah, you know, yeah. we're fucking in this shit, man. Yeah. Yep. We're deep in this shit. So, well, fellas, we're a couple hours into this thing already. It goes wow. by quick, huh? Yeah, yes. it goes by. It, goes by it, it can go by really damn fast. And wow. that, we'll, we'll wrap it up before this one over here hits the last hour mark of it because uh, that one will shut off here in probably another 10 minutes or so as yes, well. It's coming up so, on the Yeah, yeah, hour. so it'll come up on another hour. Um, anything that we want to make sure that we touch on, like, uh, you know, what, how do people get a hold of you? Like, what's the best way to, to reach you? If anyone's interested, I mean, Instagram, um, is a good way. Just message me. Um, are you taking on full builds right now? No, I'm not taking on right now. I have enough stuff to last me. I have some people lined up right now that they know that they're in line. Um, so as I get some of the jobs that are in the garage now out, there's already, those spots are spoken for. Gotcha. You know, and it's, it's already on calendar. uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm definitely booked until I would say at least the end of January. Good for you. I mean, but little stuff, you know, if somebody has an oil change, I'll do that any day. Yeah. An oil change, brake pads. I don't do tires anymore. I got rid of the machines. They're gone. Um, so either go to MC tire works, gym at my garage, um, you know, uh, the dealership, if you can get in there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't touch tires. But uh, little stupid things or if somebody has, like, a question with, like, something going on or I, I, whatever it may be. But yeah. mostly just simple service stuff because that's an in-and-out thing. Yeah. And yeah. I want to I reiterate, although simple service to you mm-hmm. stuff, to other people, an oil change is, like, foreign. They don't know what it is that they're doing. So, yeah. you know, when you call around, keep Anthony in mind. And I say that just because 
you may call Harley because that's the only place that you know to go and call. Or you may call somebody else because whatever the reason is. But they may not be able to get your shit in there for two weeks or something. When I, this is what you're yeah. saying. I, if I, I can get, I can turn that shit around pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, if somebody comes in for a service, I mean, I, I know the dealership is doing, and some other shops are doing things a little different. Um, you know, I, I basically, somebody comes in, I'm doing all three holes on there, you know, so you're getting your, your motor, your trans, and your primary done, and either a new filter, if you have a flow filter, clean that filter out. Um, obviously I always check tire pressure. Um, I give the bike kind of a once over, look at some stuff, anything pops out, I'll tell you about it. Um, I'll test ride the bike up and down the street. Things feel great. Fine. Um, but I, that's, a, that's about as far as I go with, with, you know, an air filter, you know, if somebody has yeah. got a dirty filter or can that needs to be cleaned or something very basic. So I don't get into anything that, you know, I know the dealer has like a laundry list of stupid shit that they fucking do, but it's like <laughs> none of it to me. I mean, I understand if I had to go work, some shops are different. Yeah. And they want to do all that stuff. And that's yeah. fine. That's something that I would have to adapt to. Right. Let's say, you know, when I, I go to Arizona, there's a couple. Well, there's one shop I am talking to out there. And then there's another shop. Who can you say? Uh, it's called Bloody Knuckles Motorcycles yeah. in Mesa. Um, a guy named Sean owns it. Um, I've only talked to him a couple times. Uh, well, once on the phone, and then just mostly through uh, Instagram. Right on. Seems like a cool guy. Fuck um, yeah. He has a dude that works for him also that does the dyno tuning there that I've kind of gone back and forth with. All Harley stuff, or is there chopper stuff? They uh, do a, they do a lot of Harley, but it looks like they do, uh, you know, like dirt bikes, and oh, okay. I think pretty much other brands too. In Arizona, you kind of have to because that's a big yeah. thing. You know, Arizona, yeah, yeah. You, you got the UTVs and the dirt mm-hmm. bikes and the quads. That's, so yeah, you know, it's a huge thing out there. It's huge out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, back to that whole, if I go work for his shop, you know, that's one thing that I know going in, which some people don't know that, you know, and that's one thing, like I said, I got lucky with Cody. So when you go to work for somebody, you can't act like, you can't do things the way you would normally do things. You have to make sure you do it the way they do it. And that's one thing that I've learned a long time ago. So um, I'm always kind of intimidated working for someone else just because (laughs) trying to get in the flow with their, how they do things. But uh yeah, so I mean, I don't know how they would do things. I mean, that's just how I do my services. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's usually in and out quick. Um, but does the audience out there now know that you used to be an ex service writer for Harley Davidson? So you I know don't what like you're, to say that. No, but but you know what you're looking for. I mean, I mean, honestly, like I, I like the dealers that I deal with now. Um, mostly, it's Santa Clarita Harley. They've been cool to me. Um, I do go up to Antelope Valley, Lancaster every now and then for uh, Leo up there. But, uh, you know, working. It's a different. Let me interject. I know what I'm going to say. No, I don't, <laughs> you're unpredictable. So I'm not even going to try and fucking you know, say that. But I know that I can feel what you do, what you're saying, because I can understand that working for Harley is corporate. Yeah. It's a different gig. Yeah, it's yeah. a different. It's True. a different environment. You yeah. have to be a certain way. So it's, and that's not me. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> great, great. What do you say? Great, great. Shitty customer. What is Quality it? Quality work. Shitty customer service. Quality service. And the funny thing service. is, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that that quote came. Did you ever go to see me, Harley? Ever? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever meet Bruno, the the sales manager, real tall guy? Yeah, uh, once or twice. Yes. So he's who came up with that slogan when I worked there because everybody kind of knew my. How I was, you know, and, you know, I did, I was doing bikes, you know, still out of the garage, you know, I didn't do it as much when I worked there, but, you know, people knew how I was with, 
you know, you, you've known me for a little while, not yeah. very long, but I've never, I've never treated you negative or anything. Or, no, no, no. And mostly, mostly that's how I am with everybody. But as right. soon as you fucking disrespect me, I'm a whole different Anthony. Yeah. So, and I, and I've been that way. Ask him <laughs> how long, long time. <laughs> since I came out of my yeah, mom. Yeah. Like I've had a hard time and I've had to train myself with my anger and aggression mm. and all that stuff. All these years, I'm not saying I'm nowhere near the way the person I was then nowhere near that. Yeah. But if you bad mouth me or you talk shit or you treat me negative. And I got a lot of that when I worked for see me Harley, I'd have these guys come in and they thought they were so self-important because they came up on their fucking stupid motorcycle. And <laughs> you know, they have, they, cause they have a Harley. They think that there's some tough guy and it's like, yeah. And I'm not the kind of person that's going to try to sell myself to somebody and say, well, you know, do you know who I am? Do you know what I know how to do? I don't give a fuck. And I don't need to prove myself to that person. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. I went out to Arizona back in July and I went to a couple of the Harley dealers and I had made up with my girlfriend a uh, resume and I took them around and I kind of got turned down. It wasn't the experience I thought I would have. Like, yeah. you know, I thought somebody would want to take some time and talk to me. And then it's like they, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and tell them what I do or who I am or where I come from. It's like if they either interested or they're not. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody at the dealership you know, ex- try to sell myself to them. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're going to come and be disrespectful to me right off the bat, then you're not going to get, you're going to get a different Anthony. Yeah. So, it, it, and that's why I, that's why I think I know where you're like, the, the Harley thing is the corporate thing. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different animal. It's a different beast. You know, Dude, I tried you, to quit twice. You walk into a, sh- <laughs> yeah, you walk into a shop like, okay, if you walked into your shop when you had it over there, different vibe, right? Oh, people no, I told people to get the fuck out. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. No, and, I'm and, <laughs> but it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling when you walk into a place like that, where uh-huh. it's like this is a shop, this is a garage, this yeah. is a this is a, a. I don't want to like fucking make it seem all masculine, but this is a man shop. This is a, this is yeah. this is how it is. Yeah. You go into Harley and it's fucking like, yes, sir. What world. do you need? What yeah. can we do? We'll wash your bike. We'll fucking clean yeah. your shoes. You want us to hang your jacket up? Like fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. It's and don't get me wrong. Like I treat. I do treat my the, the customers the, I have. I customers do. are always right. I mean, you, <laughs> you have to treat them that way. But I agree with you. If you get disrespected in, in, a, in an independent <laughs> shop. To an extent, it, at Harley, it, I understand when you work at Harley and you're in yeah. the dealership, it's a whole different ball game. Yep. And I used to stress because I didn't know what I could say or do. And when I talked to the owner, when I talked to Paul about my problems with people, he was like, "Well, nothing's ever got back to me. So as, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you the floor is yours." He's yeah. like, "And then you know, other people will back you if you need the help, but it could go really bad with me." Yeah, like. And I didn't want to go there with anybody, you know, and I, I just I, I literally I couldn't take it. And I tried to quit once he offered me more money and a different position. I never got put in that position. So I was stuck as a service writer. Not that I didn't like it. I liked it. I loved everyone I worked with and stuff. But yeah. I just I literally right before the pandemic, I <laughs> I left. I said, I'm done. I quit. I'm, I can't do it anymore. And I went back to doing my own thing. But Good. and then, you know, the, the, the shop got started and. You know, I was the same way at the shop. I, I treated everybody with respect. You know, I, I mean, you could a lot of my customers will vouch for that. Like, I have a great relationship with pretty much everyone I do work for. But there are a group of people that I have worked for that I don't really give a flying fuck 
what yeah. these people think of me, they can kiss my fucking ass. The older I, we I, get, the less fucks we give, right? I, I just, just I don't care. Goes, I'm, the, yeah, true. I'm the kind of person that if you have a fucking problem with me, come tell me. Come talk to me. Talk to me about it. Like, what, what did I do? Like, let's figure this out. Because I don't <laughs> want anyone mad at me. You're speaking my language, old boy. You know, so. You're speaking my language right now. No, that's and and it's funny. It's not funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's <laughs> it's funny because you say the, exactly that uh-huh. to a scenario that just happened to me a few days ago on Sunday. Uh-huh. It's exactly that. Like I want to talk. I want to before I I don't want to fight. No, but, I, yeah. but I will. But I don't want to. Right. But I can. But I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I want to squab. I want to square it out. So yeah. that's you're speaking my language in that shit, yeah. man. Like I rather have a conversation, and yeah. I think that's a lot of why I do why I why I enjoy doing this yeah. is because I like having the conversation. I like hearing people shit you know dude i worked with cody worked with me for a good year man and we only knew each other from the from the dealer he was sales there i was service writer and i hired him on you know because he was going to go to mmi and i talked him out of it and (laughs) uh you know him and i worked together great i never treated that guy never disrespected that guy in any negative way and you know i just don't understand why people are that way with people yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. why people have, you know, that's, that's why it's so hard for me to go work for certain people. And and it's not, it's not that I can't work for people. It's just, you have to work well together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and there's been very few people that I've been able, not to sound bad or anything, but like, I mean, Fred and I got along, along great, Yeah. but Fred's a fucking difficult fucking guy. <laughs> like, and he's kind of weird sometimes, you know what I'm saying? He's so in his ways. Yeah. You know, so, I mean... It is what it is, but I never got into like fights or arguments with you my. You guys got people. along. Guys yeah, got I mean, it, not to sound, you know, you know, if anyone out there is listening in Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not where I'm going with this. It just, you know, like I'm an easygoing guy. I'm not like somebody that wants to start shit or fight. I don't get pissed off about everything. Like, yeah, I just, you know, dealing with the public and people that are out for. Nothing, you know, wanting to spend nothing on shit. Like I think, you know what it is. What contributes to that? My, I, I'm 40, and I'm I've learned, like you, hearing you, mm-hmm. you've. It sounds like you've learned, and you've yeah. you've curbed some of the maybe aggression or the uh, anger, whatever whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with me. I I have a tendency. I know my faults. I know where they lie, and I take ownership for for yeah. faults of mine. And one of mine is, and I can fucking thank my old man for it, is outspoken. Yeah. You know, I, uh, when I got something that's like on my mind, I have a bad time. I have a hard time like not vomiting at the mouth and saying it. And it's it's put it's got me in trouble. Believe mm-hmm. me, I've learned lessons. I've fucking had hard lessons that I've had Wait, to learn. We all have, yeah. yeah, you know, but. Um, I've learned from it. The yeah. older I'm getting, I'm biting. I bite my. I, I. It's not that I think everybody needs to hear my opinion. It's not because you need yeah. to hear what I say because it's king shit or anything. Yeah. It's just more of like, I. I don't know. I just feel like let's talk about it. It's. Yeah. I don't. You know. Whatever it is, I'll say it. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. But I got a problem with that. I'm. I'm curbing it. Yeah. I'm. I'm checking it back a little bit. That's one thing I can honestly come out and say about myself that I know some people can't wrap their head around is I, I'm very opinionated. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's exactly what I am. And not to the point where I'm trying to be controlling in my opinion. It's the, it's, it's again from experience with certain things. Again, like he said, like I try to steer people away from certain things mm-hmm. because it's like, your like, experience tells you otherwise. Yeah, you know? and It's like, yeah, I get like, that's your bike. I'm not trying to tell you how to build your bike. Like, yep. but 
there's better ways to do it. There's yeah. nicer things. There's, it's just more efficient when you're like putting something together. Like that, that, that is. And so you and I are kind of on that same wavelength, dude, yeah. where it's like, I'm opinionated where I'm telling you because I feel like my experiences and the stuff that I've gone through, mm. you're going to take some value from it. Yeah. Now, I, when, right. when I say it now, it doesn't, I'm not telling you because this is, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you because I want you to have that information of yeah. the experience that I've had with it. We want somebody and then to be ultimately you, happy too with yeah, their outcome. But ultimately what I'm going to do and give you my opinion with, mm-hmm. I just want you to take my opinion and digest it and do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. It's just an opinion. I want to hear your opinion yeah. and I might take it and go, you're fucking a retard. I don't, yeah. I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah. And there's some things that I've heard where I go, hmm. Maybe I need to try and incorporate whatever it may be, you know. So when I when I give my opinion, sometimes it is um, in a negative connotation. I know when I I know when I cast a stone. Yeah. I know when I'm doing that. I'm guilty of that doing that myself. Yeah. But for the most part, when I'm giving an opinion, I'm trying to just add value in some way. And maybe that message doesn't always come across Dude, the same perf- fucking way. A perfect example or with, the right way with a bike and you're trying to help somebody or whatever. Cam. No. no. Well, there's that too, but that's a whole different thing. But when somebody has a new bike and they're trying to pick parts and stuff, it's like I look at a bike as a whole. Yeah. I, if I'm choosing parts for things and how everything has to kind of flow together, like that seat won't look right with whatever. Like, well, kind of what we followed with the FXR. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to have like kind of a theme. Your eyes, like, the problem is, is they make so much shit for these bikes, yeah. And people will just start buying things. Oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. And then they have all the shit. You don't want to do the Pet Boys effect. Yeah. You don't. You exactly. don't want to go aisle down. You don't want to go yeah. down aisle three of Pet Boys. Yeah, because you'll just ruin your bike. But they might yeah. be. They might be happy with it. But it's like then it looks like a Pee Wee Herman bike. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely like, with right. With the bell yeah. and everything, and, and the streamers. Parts. That's keep right. Buying parts, and before you know it, they have this whole table yep. full of. Hearts. Yep. Yep. And all this money wasted. Yeah. So we're it's, telling you. Yeah. It's just trying to guide somebody through yeah, the process. Like, yep. So all, because what happens, and he knows this, hands fucking down, he knows this, is when he first got the the FXR or the Electroglide or it could be a car. And you start, he went through with the FXR, put first set of bars on it, didn't like it, took it back to the shop, they put another <laughs> pair of bars, didn't like those. Like, that's the problem. Yeah. You have to choose wisely when you're choosing shit. And that's where I'm trying to guide people yep. and help them. Again, yeah. the value, like you said, the yeah. value. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because people don't know. They don't know. They see something yeah. they like, but there's more There's more to a lot of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I can, not that my advice is anything, but if I can offer advice, you know, for you, what mm-hmm. I've learned um, in my years of shit, because I've done customer service jobs for a long. I delivered water. I did direct TV. I worked for a customer. I'm a customer service shit is what, and really what it boils down to, mm-hmm. um, most of the time, is delivery. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's how you deliver that message. Like yeah. if you're sure. if, if you're there's some people that I've that I see I, I I hear their message and I go that's a good message, but you delivered that totally shitty and like it's not yeah. going to come across the way that you I know you want it to come across yeah. it's going to come across like I, it's not going to come across the way you want it to be yeah. so delivery is extremely important I think, how you I, I talk think for about the most stuff. part when i talk to people i i do all right with that scenario but i know what you're talking about. there's a yeah. lot there's a lot of people out there that are just like um when it comes to talking to people that just 
it's not. They their don't thing. know how to. Yeah, yeah, and and that changes the entire dynamic of shit because and you can take if I if I'm if I give you my opinion aggressively, mm-hmm. then you think that I'm fucking like that's, coming down on you. And that's another yeah. thing. It's part of everything I got to do every day. I have to sit there and talk to people. Yeah. I have to do the parts ordering. If I have to input something in my computer to keep track of what I've done. Like there's that there's working on the bikes, chasing parts. Like there's a lot that goes to, you know, being self-employed and running your own thing. List goes and it's, on. it's a hustle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And yeah, I mean, you so, know, so when people are giving, listen, if, if people are, if Anthony and myself are giving you guys an opinion or an advice, most of the time, you'll know from my tone of voice. At least I can speak from my sense. It's going to sound like this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to know from my tone of voice if it's uh, aggressive. You better do that. That's right. <laughs> it just comes from experience. It comes from you know history and background and knowledge and talking to other people and being in the industry or around it, whatever it may be. Not just with motorcycles, life experiences in yeah, general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just, you know, opinionated people like myself <laughs> don't mean the, doesn't mean that it's always like an aggressive or like challenging everything that you fucking say. It's just, hey, let me offer this up for you. You digest it however you want. You know, I'm not telling you that it's gold or it's not gospel and shit, you know. Yeah. So but right on, man. Let's uh, fucking wrap this one up, homeboys. I I know Dad's looking. He's like, damn. No, ooh, yeah. <laughs> are I'm, you are you in town for a while or? Yeah, I'm in town till Wednesday of, okay. next, of next week. Right on. Yeah. Well, well, welcome. Enjoy, enjoy. You get to come down often. I haven't been here in a while. Okay. Since, since I moved to Vegas. How long ago was that? You you came out a couple times. You said okay. But well, I mean, I came out, but we didn't connect because you weren't around. You were in Arizona. Um, But um, been about a year and a half or so. Okay, all right. Since we've hooked up. Yeah, well, it's always good to see family and shit, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I lost my old man in 2019, so you know, hug your old man every now and then and call him, miss, tell him you miss him and all that bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. Don't be such a hard-ass, fellas. Don't be such a hard-ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. the older you get, the softer heart you usually get, man. Tell him that you love him. That's all, yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally okay to do that. Trust yeah, me. Totally yeah, totally okay. Yeah, totally okay. So, um, guys, if you need to get a hold of Anthony, what is the Instagram? Um, Uh-oh. Stunned him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Ponte, so it's a A-P-O-N-T-E-S underscore v twin underscore service okay and you and i tag him and we you know we're, we're homies and shit so i like to support homies so whenever i can um i'm, I'm gonna plug the page follow it because one you'll see some really cool work that's happening but one of the things i i personally just enjoy about it because is the little tips and the videos and mm-hmm. stuff that you do um it's uh if you want to kind of just have an understanding or learn whatever it may be mm-hmm. uh, anthony's page is a good source of just like some stuff that you won't always normally get to see mm-hmm. and it's always there like your bottom end that you had yeah. completely taken apart you don't just get to see that all the time yeah. and so, that's that's another thing is if anyone out there is interested in this uh, road glide it will be for sale i'm trying to hustle as fast as i can on it but uh i made a little hashtag it's oh that's uh, right yes. hashtag uh 2005 road glide project yes and i'm following it and yeah. um you know, if anyone's interested, let me know. But uh, as soon as it's up and going, I need to get get it get rid of it because yeah. uh, 
Unfortunately, that's going to be our ticket out of here. <laughs> well, then, so uh, I was going to say, uh, well, tag me so I can help you. But mm -hmm. if that's your ticket out of here, maybe I want to be selfish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I mean, I, I, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be selling it, I, I think, a very reasonable price um, because I need to move it quickly. Yeah. But you'll be getting a very, you'll be getting a lot for you'll that get price. A solid foundation, yeah. a good mm -hmm. build is what you're going to be walking away yeah. with. It's not going to, it, it's not going to be probably everything done to it, but yeah. it's going to be the perfect yeah. base foundation. I mean, you'll for you. be able to get on this bike. And if you're into burnouts and wheelies, that will be the bike to be doing it with. It'll yeah. have a chain drive, you know, a, a solid bottom end. It's got that nice pewter color too. Yeah, I, like, a, I like that color. Smoky gold. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. It's got that pinstripe or oh, that stripe that goes through it yeah, too, the right? Scallop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, yeah. Just to let everybody know if they're interested, is uh, they're, they're on the tank. It has one small little ding on the top of the tank. It was like that when I got it. It's, it's called character. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's not, you know, the paint yeah, is not like the greatest. It's okay. Um, and then I'll, I'm going to be putting like a clockworks front fender on it. So Dope. I might wrap it, have somebody wrap it in like carbon fiber just to make it look good. Because I don't want to get into paint work. I mean, this, yeah. I just I got to get the bike together running and, and sold. So, but there it'll be it'll be a bitchin' looking bike though for the money. Follow, you know, follow the hashtag yeah. 2005 Road Glide Project. Project. Yeah, and you'll be able you're ha uh, hashtagging everything that you post on yeah. it. When you pull it up, you'll see some cool shit on it already. You'll see yeah. the you know the engine out, the, yeah. prime, I'll, the I'll bottom have, end being put together. Yeah, I'll have all. I take pictures of everything, so I'll, I'll have the whole history of yeah. yeah. You'll, oh, you'll exactly. see the entire build. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll help spread the word. Make sure that you tag me, please, in yeah. anything that I can do to, to help spread the word. Mm -hmm. If you guys need some work, man, I know, you know, you got long-term work ain't mm -hmm. the place probably for Anthony for you, but you need a cam job. You need some oil changes. You need some of that, you know, that routine mm -hmm. maintenance, quick little brake job, something like that. You yeah. need some routine maintenance stuff, and you want to get in and out. Local, yeah. Simi Valley, that's where you're located, right? Yeah. Simi Valley. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, if it's a, a fluid change, brake pads... Um, if a cam job, or if you want to upgrade, you know, like an M8 motor, your clutch basket and comp ramp, um, all that stuff, like, you know, a, a cam job, you drop it off. As long as we have all the parts, everything's there. Yeah. You drop it off one day, it'll be ready the next day. If it's a cam job, if it's a cam job and a, and a primary probably looking about a day and a half. Yeah. But you exhaust, know? you know, exhaust, shit like that. Yeah. yeah bolt yeah. on new grips. Yeah. Air whatever you need. Yeah. Like that, all yeah. that, all that to us, that's bolt on stuff to mm -hmm. some people it's foreign and they don't mm -hmm. even need a, they don't even want to mess yeah. with it. So and, and bring can, it to Anthony and I can get, you know, like I, I have a, a drag specialties account and a hard drive. So it's like, I can get stuff as well. Right um, or, you know, as long as you get the right parts, you know, you're more than welcome to bring your shit to me if you want, or, yep. you know, if you're getting it somewhere else, um, just I make just, sure it's the right shit. I hate that. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I have all these parts. Uh, this is for not your ear. <laughs> it's not even for your bike. Yeah. <laughs> this says Yamaha. <laughs> uh, that's the way it goes. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm a little bit of a tight ass every now and then. I'll take my engine apart, halfway apart to my engine builder. I'm like, how much did I save? Five dollars. <laughs> I say five dollars, man. It is what it is. So. You got a lot of stuff missing here. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, Anthony, I appreciate you cruising down, man. Dad, yeah. thank you for coming uh, and hanging out. Thank you out. for having me. Nice dynamic to uh, to have a father son combo sit down with me. Um, anything else, though? Good shout outs, love. You gonna give anybody some, some phone number? Oh, I know. I, my oh, son, yeah. my son Aiden, still watching. 
Hi. I don't know if he's awake still. Hi, uh, Aiden. I know he can listen to it later. My girlfriend and uh, and her kids, uh, Caleb and Nathan, are watching. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's watching still. So. Whether they're watching or not, they can listen to the podcast later yeah. on. All right. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate you guys coming to hang out. Anthony, you're welcome to my garage. Anytime you want to come hang out, man, there's, you know, I, I don't have all the fancy tools and everything that you got. I'm gonna be coming to you when I need that when I need that specialty shit, man. So you guys have a good night. Appreciate okay. you guys. Get home safe. All right. All right, all right guys. You. Later. Thank you. Thank you. All right.